Hi, this is Lacey. This is Jason. From Bourbon House, and you are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. are listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin Roger, you've got a smashing turnout here. How does it feel to play in front of massive audiences like this? Uh, it's a big thrill, he said. Uh, no, it's great. I hope it goes well. I hope the rain stays. It feels pretty good now. I think it's been closed all day. I hope it goes well. Well, I think this particular venue is probably going to prove a, a thing which will develop. It's ideally suited. It's going to get better and better as it grows up, I think, and as it acquires a reputation for happening. You know. It's a very nice place. Tell me what to feel. The, the sun sets, the temperature zooms down and you have tuning problems and stuff like that. So because outdoor outdoor gigs have brought me all kinds of unexpected things, you know. Rain, but it seems to have all gone. If we did the same thing all the time, it'd be really boring. So we just uh, we try and change and keep ourselves interested really. And hopefully other people do. Doesn't always work. Most of you know that we got a, some new sounds out the last week and uh, for what it's worth, um, we're going to do a few songs in the uh, funk black category, whatever you call it. That doesn't mean we've lost our rock and roll feel, okay? I mean, I mean it's only a bloody record. People get so excited about these things. I mean, uh... been sort of gradually building over the last 10 years, really, so I hope we keep on building, that's all. We just, uh, we sort of feel that we keep changing and um, provided we get bored first, then there's no problem, you know. Rest your weary head and let your heart decide it's so easy when you know the rules. There's certain things I look forward to really because they're uh, they're nice to play. I look forward to play the game in a way because that's the signal in the set where you've done your leaping about and you've done your you, you made your statement on your entry and then you can settle down and start really playing something because there's plenty of time to think. And that's what I like. I like to, uh, to actually think as you go along. I think your, your head should be in front of your fingers, you know. We've got the old ones we've sort of lived with for years and years now. I'd say probably my current favourite is probably Under Pressure, I should think. Yeah. Young lads of 15, you know, that's one of the things. You know, we uh, we did our schooling and we went into it quite late, so we weren't about to be blown away as soon as we had a hit record. And uh, and it hasn't been overnight success since then. We gradually built. So you don't really, to be honest, you don't usually feel that much of a star, if you know what I mean. Most of the time, it only hits you at, at strange little moments if somebody, if you bump into somebody or something. Actually, in, in Leeds, where we were before this. I got a feeling of, of what a buzz the band created, which was which made me quite nervous, really, because I have some family up there, and um, and you begin to realise what goes on around, and not just from your point of view. See where we are, we're quite insulated. We come in, I mean, it's not always in a helicopter, but we come in in our sort of car or whatever, 
and go on stage and you feel it while it's on there and then you're sort of protected maybe you're overprotected I don't know but I think if you felt all the emotion that actually goes into it from both sides you you would really find it hard to handle well, we're quite normal I think it's just that we've been luckier than a lot of people and uh, we probably worked harder as well um, I, I don't know it's just very difficult to say we're a bloody murder in real life <laughs> man welcome to another edition of the you know where you're at but uh we got a guest today and uh charles you picked this episode so you get to introduce the guest man well i, I shall uh i mean but typically i'm supposed to be speaking last i mean all the fans at home want me to go last but it's okay i, mean, I don't uh, know who told you, you that uh I, you didn't you, you didn't you? see you didn't see that poll <laughs> uh I anyway that poll. no i didn't this week this week we have uh, Jerry Soup A or Ed McKay. Good enough. Good enough. That's right. I can say your Soup. name right now. It's like weird. Mark is the only one that can say my name. It's, it's not hard. It's Soup E. Soup E. He told me Soupy Sales and I got it ever since. I'll never forget again. I will never forget again. <laughs> and then on to our illustrious guest host this week. He's world famous on the Almost Human page. Rock all over you podcast. Every Thanks. group that you know, man. Uh, and also, it was actually him. It was Miss, our guest who planted the seed for the, the idea of this episode. He's not really sure. But on this week is Mark Daly. Welcome to the Freeform Rock podcast again. Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Uh, it's great being on. Uh, and um, let's have a great episode. Yep. Yeah, I'm sure we will. As long we as shall. I do most, as long as I do most of the talking, oh, and Mark doesn't sing too much, uh, we'll be fine. No, you but anyway, you gotta, let get me, Jerry, let me you gotta get Jerry in there more, man. You, you keep yeah, at least five. Yeah, at least five seconds. Time, man. <laughs> we will, but I'll give us one second, then I'll turn it over to Jerry. Nah, don't give Mark? me too much now. Don't give me too much now. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Well, I wanted it. You don't get it. Mark Daly. He posted a few weeks ago a version of a song by the band we're doing today, which everybody will see. It's Queen. And it was a different version of a song, which we're going to review on this album. And I was like, you know what? I forgot how much I liked that. And then I remembered that, yes, I actually bought this on CD. You know the old fat double CD case? Yeah. Yep. 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 I Pink, bought Pink this. Floyd, the wall. The yeah, I bought and oh the blue and the red. Don't get me started. Oh yeah, I had but, the, uh, I had the blue. No, I have. But this was, yeah, this was a double CD set, and I had it, and uh, it reminded me of that, and I was like, let's do. Even though we're kind of out of sync with the live albums, we're not supposed to be doing another live album right away, but we did it anyway. We just break the rules here. Well, this won't come yeah, out anyway, until like September, so we're good. Yeah, uh, yeah, Mark, Mark, on and Taylor, we're not trendy. 
No. What? What? Who said that? I, only I could say that word. Damn it. <laughs> well, but I, I, I don't know if I should thank him or yell at him. We'll see how the review goes. But I, but that's it was kind of Mark Daly that planted the idea in my brain. Was it so. the uh, "We Will Rock You" live version? Well, that may have been the fast version. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just, just for the record, I actually wondered if they did, if they re-recorded in a studio, and I couldn't find a version like that. But the, the no. live version. No, they didn't. They did. They did both. Well, we'll get into the album. They do both versions, so it's pretty damn cool. Yeah, but he's but, talking about a studio version. Oh no, they don't have a studio. This is all live. No. Dude. this is all live. Unfortunately, there isn't any studio recording of the fast version that, that I know of. Yeah, or, okay. or fortunately, but if you don't tip my hat yet, have you guys ever heard the the when Hollywood Records took over the Queen catalog? They had, uh, you know what? Go Jerry. <laughs> yeah, but actually, uh, when this uh, was presented to me, I've never heard this live CD before. I always wanted to live at Wembley when I wanted to listen to live Queen, but uh, this is very interesting. This the is Montreal obviously was really good too. Yeah, this is obviously uh, what during the hot during the hot space tour. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, man, there's some there's some. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about this when they just come up. There's Interesting. Hot, but uh, I mean, Queen, they're a freaking legendary band, dude. I mean, uh, Live man, Killers man. is a, Live Killers is a good one. Yeah, but I've all, the, all one. the big Queen fans don't like Live Killers. They like the Live I know, in Montreal, but, but they're silly. I like it. Yeah, I, th yeah. I think Queen is bigger today than they were back in their heyday, man. It's amazing how they're still in pop culture well, all the time. Adam, Commercials. Adam and Paul Rogers kept them alive, man. Yeah, well, and they're not bad. They're, they're, they're not bad with Adam Lambert. They're they're okay, but uh, well, they nobody's big... nobody's gonna be Freddie. But anyway, sorry, Mark Daly. No, I was just gonna interject. Uh, they got a big bump from Bohemian Rhapsody being in. Uh, the movie, uh, gosh, but the Wayne, Wayne's World. It seems like every decade yeah. there's something that bumps up Queen, you know, like the Bohemian Rhapsody or the movie. The movie put them on, like, oh, oh wait, Queen? This movie's awesome, you know. Every decade there's something that gets into people's minds. They see something like, uh, what's going to happen this decade for Queen? There's going to be yeah. something that comes out on a movie and they're going to go, oh, Queen did that song? I bet it's going to be the yeah. love of my life coming. Yeah, up again. a lot of oh. a lot of a lot of commercials, man. You hear them. Yep. Well, what what sucks? Or well, it doesn't suck, but uh, I, I actually seen Queen with Adam Lambert, and uh, I went for Brian that? May and Roger Taylor. That's why I went. Um, but Adam Lambert's not horrible with them. I don't think he's terrible, and. Uh, now, Paul Rogers, I don't think his voice worked on everything with them. But when he did, I still think the show must goes on with Paul Rogers is incredible, personally. But sometimes, eh, but I, thought, I think Adam Lambert is okay with them. But I know I went to see Brian and Roger. Yeah. That was the main well, reason why I went. What did you guys think of the Freddie Mercury tribute concert? Like, what were the best performances of the night, you think? Extreme. I hate to say it, but I, I, hate, to, uh, I hate to say it, but I agree with Mark. Street I disagree. I thought it was good. It was good. It was good. You liked it. 
I like it, but it was not the best. I think George, George Michael. I think George Michael somebody was love. good. That, yeah. That's my that that's my good. second one. George Michael somebody how, love. How about Roger Daltrey and Tony Iommi when they did? I that was great. That, that was, was great. Good. Because or, it was. My, my it was two. awesome because it was awesome because Tony Omi came out when they introduced him. They jammed the heaven and hell. They yeah. put they did the opening riff, which was like a great way to introduce Tony to come out on the stage. My number two and three will be shouldn't be a shock. My number two is Axl Rose. We will rock you. Mm-hmm. And number three was Elton and Axl Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah that was yeah. That Pretty was much excellent. the whole. Pretty much the whole show, there wasn't any clunkers. It was it was pretty good performances most of the night. Well, nine armed Def Leppard. Hey, <laughs> I, I'm just oh, gonna, I'm they just, played not they played now I'm here. That's right. I forgot. I, about I'm that. just gonna ask yeah. you guys this because uh, the the uh, Live Aid Queen dominated that Wembley show at yeah. Live Aid. Does anybody yeah. else remember who else was on Live Aid? Because they're, they're, everybody talks about Queen. Oh, yes, Queen. Yes. Queen. Yeah, I know oh, yeah, who I was do. on there too. Like I you, two, you two did and a great job too, man. They did good, but in Philly, you had some really shit, man. You had that crappy Led Zeppelin reunion with Phil Collins. Phil oh, Collins ruined it. He was it terrible. It wasn't Phil Collins' then... fault, man. <laughs> and then you had... time, he didn't have time to learn the songs. Oh. He was on the Concord listening to Led Zeppelin to try to get oh. the beats. You but know that Zeppelin... was Jimmy Page's fault for not letting him have time to practice, man. But Zeppelin had nothing on the bum note heard round the world by Simon LeBon on a view to a kill. Okay, but everything else is great <laughs> by Duran Duran on that. Yeah, my wife showed yeah. me that note the other day, and I go, "Oh, that was bad." Oh, but but it he was made horrible. he went he fixed it. He, he brought it back down, and it was great. You know that. You know what that. You know what. Just saying, he yeah. had a bum note. We heard a bum note. You know what that means? They weren't using fucking tapes, Kiss. Nobody was back then. I know. So you heard the warts and all. It's like when I saw Queensryche open up for uh, Judas Priest the last time. Uh, fucking Todd sounded so perfect. And I go, I looked at my friend Daniel. And I go, Daniel, man, I, I hope they're not using tapes. This is fucking like amazing the way they're playing. And oh. all of a sudden, Todd went, uh, he gulped. And I go, okay, it's live. <laughs> go, no. fuck yeah, Either I'm a mistake. <laughs> Either way, yeah, Queen owned the day. Absolutely. Yeah, and they were the highlight of the whole The cars thing. were good, too. The cars were cool. really you, good, too. But... I don't know how old you guys when Live Aid came out, but I was up at 2 in the morning on MTV to watch the Australian part of the Live Aid. There was an Australian part where they had the Divinals, uh, Midnight Oil, and In Excess. I was like, fucking oh In Excess. In Excess was awesome. Wow. You know who was really good? <laughs> the Divinals. You know, I touched myself, girl. They were good. They but, were uh, good, the... man. But that drummer from ACDC, I've never been a fan of that band. Simon Wright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just don't like him. Yeah, they were, Simon they were good. No, the bald dude from uh, Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil. He, he also did drumming for ACDC. <laughs> I think he still does. But do you, do you see kids getting up at 2 in the morning to watch a fucking concert? I don't know, but I was 10. And they would go, I'll see it streaming later, you know? It's, you I was watch 10. It. And I remember it well because we had a pool party that day. There's no replays back then, dude. But but I was in I was in and out all day. I remember print. Remember the? I know everybody hates We Are the World, whatever. You know, I but have I have the vinyl, dude. I had the album. I have it. The print had a killer song. 
yeah, on that album. And they did a video, uh, that Prince <laughs> song. Right on, Jerry. And it was Sorry. cool. You don't have to apologize. Your burps are better than Eric Gardens to be Jordan. His sound forced. <laughs> your sounds, your your sound more natural. <laughs> well, they come out twice. Nice. I remember it. I remember it well. Yeah. I do remember it being a, a concert that had like lots of glitches. Uh, the Who performance was messed up because there was a transformer that went down and. And of course, they ruin TV ruins Black Sabbath. Like Children of the Grave is like almost halfway done, and they go live on stage. We have Black Sabbath, and they're playing already. I'm like, what? Like, what is that? You know, we're dying to see yeah. these bands play, and like, you miss like half of the Do first song. You know what song. the big story like, of the day? Job. Sorry. You know what the big story of the day was at the Philadelphia Live Aid? What? Is Bruce Springsteen gonna come and play? It's the boss going to come. The boss lit, lent his lighting uh, trust to Live Aid, gave him his lighting system, but he never went to Live Aid and played. There was a lot of no-shows, I thought, yeah. yeah. Like, like obviously, Van Halen was uh, pretty... I think they were pretty Imagine much Imagine if up. Van Halen would have played Live Aid? Yeah. Oh, it, 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 yeah, like, one last time Dave plays with Van Halen, you know? Yeah. I think he was. I think he was already out of the band by then. Yeah, he was. Out, that, that was. Yeah, that was eighty five, right? It was I around remember. eight. It was around April because I remember the the solo album came out in January. Did Far Did Barmaid come out like right after Live Aid, right? No, it was in the fall, and that's wow. when you. That's when you knew Sammy and Dave. Uh, Sammy was in, and Dave was out. Yeah, they were doing only one way to rock, man. I was watching that to see. Oh. <laughs> the day that listened oh. infamy for Charles Trainer there. Oh, oh, this yes. it's not this Pearl is Harbor. It's when Sammy joined Van Halen. Well, this is yes. before the internet, so you always would hear rumors like, "Oh, I heard Sammy's joining." And you're like, oh, "Sammy Hagar, I didn't hear I've, that." I've said it before, man. I thought I didn't know shit about that douche bucket until I can't drive fifty five, and I was like, "I never heard of him either." That song isn't heard. so terrible. So you guys never like, watched the movie Over the Top? It was yeah, but that came then. out. That came no, it came, yeah, out it came on like 86 or 87. Oh, 80. No, it did yeah. not. Trust yeah. me, it did well, not. He had, he, well, that song Heavy Metal from the movie Heavy Metal. I, 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 I hadn't I, seen it I yet. heard I that song, young. but I didn't know that was Sammy, though. Uh, it was just, it's an okay song. I was a little kid. Yeah. yeah. I was a little kid. Trick song on that I've album. said it before. I've said it before. I was like, well, he seems okay. You know, and then I heard the first song and was like, what a shame. Yeah, you know, a you, fucking you absolute know, shame. They can't, they can't go all. Let's let's try to be David Lee Roth Van Halen. They they're never to, did. They're playing, dude, Eddie was sucks. playing to Sammy's strengths, man. No, it sucks. It does. It's so bad. No, it yes, doesn't. It no, does. it doesn't. It's such an abysmal piece of shit. We gotta do anything he's done. No, we well, don't. I, hey, I would love to do fifty-one fifty. <laughs> That's an easy no homework fucking show Asshole. there. Even Montrose <laughs> sucks. Uh, I like Montrose. Montrose does bad. not, not suck. Uh, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Even people hate mm. Sammy like that album. Well, that, then you met the first one that hates him and says really that shit album. sucks. Haas is a good album, too. I like Haas. Who? Haas. Hagar. Hagar, Reunion, and, and Show. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. we should do a uh, chicken bone or whoever that band chicken is foot? you love so much. Chicken, chicken, oh, chicken I shit. Chicken, I would do chicken foot, but I would have to bring on Bob Hay on that album. 
Sure. Or, or oh, Mark. Yeah. One of the two, because I know Mark, I don't think Mark likes chicken foot. Do you like chicken foot, Mark? Uh, I've never really given that much of a listen, but it's funny. Yeah. I, I The stuff I heard, I was like, oh, okay. For, for such a good band, like talent-wise, you got Satriani, you got Michael Anthony, you got Sammy Hagar, and I, I forgot the guy's name. Yeah, the it's Chili yeah, it's a great, it's a t very talented band, but the song is like, okay, I'm like, yeah. So fun, dude, that's, yeah. that, that's so good to hear Saturani playing with an context of a vocalist. Soap on a Rope is the most appropriate song for that band, in my opinion. That riff, that fucking Joe and that groove that Chad is laying down on that song, it's fucking, you know what, I like extreme. Did you pick, did you pick a Satch? fucking solo on that episode i fucking missed no i didn't no. pick a sat okay good because he's he's overrated to me oh fuck off he's got no feel <laughs> to what he fuck plays off. he's always he's... had great bands though it's Stu hammer yeah i mover on drums dude, i, I, think saw, I saw him on the flying play. in the in the blue dream tour at the long beach uh civic auditorium where the great Billy Squire played years years before. The great Billy Squire. Billy Squire's <laughs> fucking great. You could take out that last song. I do like it, but it's not his best. But uh, oh, yeah. But fuck, yeah. I saw him. Stu Hamm was playing with him. That was one of the best shows. You know, I, I could see why Flying in a Blue Dream, they took off uh, that Big Bad Moon song off uh, streaming because Joe never liked himself singing. And it sounded like a bad imitation of ZZ Top. Because if you go try to stream that album... Big Bad Moon is not on there. Any of the songs um, he sings. <laughs> only, only, only you would try. I think. Well, only I you. wanted to show my wife Big Bad Moon to see. Look, he sounds like ZZ oh. Top. But the, oh. but the instrumental, Flying in a Blue Dream, is fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I just, don't. I, by the way, I don't hate Billy Squire. I just, you know, that, that one video, though. Oh, God, who cares? You know, we were kids. I do. Did you fucking really know that he looked gay? <laughs> Come hey, on. Hey, you're the one crossing that line. I no, no, no. I, 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 have, I, have, I, I I'm just saying, back the then, people, people back then didn't like him because he looked like he was gay, like Richard Simmons, and he was doing a what? fucking workout routine. That's what happened Richard, back then. This is what Richard people were saying Simmons back is then. Richard Simmons is homosexual? I didn't know that. Oh, Wow, I learned something today. Well, good for him. He's a great dude. He helps a lot of people out. And he's funny. <laughs> I knew it. He's I knew it funny. Be Richard Simmons fandom again. <laughs> I knew he would. Have That's you, the new thing. That's the new thing on the Free Form Rock podcast. Whose line is it anyway with Richard Simmons? He's funny. No, no. I said it to you. You said you might be right on this one. Oh, I, I, I just skipped it. Because I don't like Richard Simmons Have you like seen that, that Mark Donnelly about whose line is in any way with Ms. Richard Simmons yeah. on her? Uh, I haven't. I haven't. Have you seen it, Jerry? Nope. I'm going to send it to you. It's fucking a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Thanks. Yeah, no, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> He's playing yeah, a fucking put, jet ski, dude. He's just, being a jet just, ski. He's the object. Just laugh emoji on it, Jerry. He, like, has a guy on They're doing such, like, Gay innuendos in that fucking set, dude. The like, greatest video ever known to man was made by a friend of mine called Read My Body, and it, Richard oh. Simmons was prominent in that video, <laughs> and it was awesome. So, come on, you, you did, you did, 
Dude, Richard Simmons was in our life, dude. It's like sweet. He was? Well, the commercials, oh. the infomercials, if you stayed home he and was, skipped school, you saw a lot of Richard Simmons. He man. was it was in my life on David Letterman. DLBO. David Letterman is a fucking is an animated fucking real cartoon, man. Funny. I love it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't Get watch his workout Mark. videos, but what he did on David Letterman, what he did on Who Line, Who's Line <laughs> Isn't Anyways, that guy doesn't take himself too fucking seriously, man. But it does fit into the episode this week. Yeah. That's why I had to bring Richard oh, Simmons, yeah, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. All about the same. You know what? When I was a child, you couldn't have... Uh, not, hey, I, how people live, I'm the least judgmental person. But I'm looking back in the 80s, right? You couldn't have told me Freddie Mercury was homosexual. Back I agree. No way. Yeah. We would stand up and fight for that shit. Like the older people from us were like, oh, come on. Well, all my, no! old, all my older no! friends who were uh, Judas Priest fans said Rob Halford was gay before he said he was. So. Wow, that's crazy. But Freddie, yeah, I didn't uh, buy, yeah, I didn't buy that either about Rob Halford. But it was like, it took me like five seconds to find yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jawbreaker. So, yeah. The, the yeah. song Exciter, dude, just tells you he's... Well, jawbreak, Jawbreaker. Grinder. Jawbreaker. Grinder. Um, out for Freddie. Freddie, I mean, every normal person walks around with checkered leotards on. Not I mean, every one of them. And... Uh, but you know what? When it finally came out, it didn't bother me or anything. I didn't care. It doesn't matter. It's like with Paul Stanley. If he ever came out and was honest with himself, I wouldn't care. He's still dude, Paul Stanley. Yeah. Dude, Paul's giving you, as much as he sucks now, he has given you the music of your childhood, man. I was thinking of that today. There are people that have websites and show this man to whatever. But when 2014, when I saw him, they had the Love Gun little substage thing. And if you've ever been to a Kiss show, you know what I mean, where he flies over the crowd. Yeah. And Paul Stanley was like about six feet from me or some shit. And I was in awe. He's still Paul fucking Stanley, regardless of what he... I don't necessarily like everything he does now, of course. I don't like everything about him at this point in time. But he's still Paul fucking Stanley. I stole your love. Come on, man. It was still cool as shit. I don't give a fuck. Paul Stanley's, I mean, Paul Stanley's good. I I like more of the 80s stuff than you guys like, so that's weird. <laughs> but you guys no, like the Elder, no. so that's weird even. <laughs> no, it's not that weird. But uh, I do, except for Crazy Nights. <laughs> I like that's that. terrible. That's horrible. I even, like Mark, Dahl I even like Mark Dolly's... Oh. Uh, Favorite song, Burn, Bitch, Burn. Yeah. No, you, just, you don't have to lie about that. Yeah. It's way better. I, I just give him shit on that because it's nights. funny to give him shit on it. But, Mark, I actually do like that song. You do? It's way I thought, better. Okay. It's way better than any Crazy Nights song. <laughs> I, I still think Time the Shade's worse than Crazy Nights. Because it's it's a half yeah, I don't know. Rise to it's okay without that Cinderella bullshit in the beginning. And uh, the next song after that, it's not Boomerang. Boomerang I'm, just, I'm just saying, guys, because we we it's not that bad. We redone a lot of episodes. I think we need to redo Hot in the Shade with your two you two guys' opinions on that. Yeah, I think that well, that'll be another crazy night. It's like it's, it's a three hundred. 
it's downloads. a see her it's a see her better than crazy nights in my opinion and it's it's better than revenge there Ooh. you go Ooh. Ooh, i love Ooh. revenge Actually, you might be right, Charles. I like right. You guys don't like Domino. I think Domino's a kick-ass song. Yeah, I like the um, I like the unplugged version. Yeah, I've never compared those two albums, Charles. But you're right, man. It might be better Ooh, than Revenge. It probably is. That, that's not very good. Unholy rules, though. Yeah, all, all, you, all you kiss starts say that. All you kiss starts say that, man. It's true. Ask all you, Mark all Jolly. You, Am I all wrong? You like old school. Grumpy Kiss band say Unholy Rules, but the rest of the album sucks. Fuck off. <laughs> Mark Alley, am I wrong? Unholy Rules. It does. Uh, Unholy is a great, great, great song. I, I, overall, I think Revenge is, is, it's a bounce back album because Behind the Shade was this half-ass effort. The uh, uh, album loaded with demos. They basically took away Eric Carr's drumsticks. They hey, just press the button on the drum machine and you're good to go. Yeah. It's a bad effort. So I that I just felt Revenge was a, a really good breath of fresh air for the band. So you have to, well, I like it. Forever. I like yeah, Forever too. I like I, I love the solo. I love Bruce's solo. Yes, Bruce solo. Yeah, yeah. Bruce, we all agree. Bruce Kulick rules, right? Yeah, I like him. I like grab him, the yeah. ballad with every time I look at you. That was this Forever Part Two. I thought that was a copycat. So I thought I did. He's Ooh, like they always yeah, try to get they, they always try to get Bruce <laughs> to talk shit about Vinnie Vincent or Ace Fraley or any other guitar player that was in Kiss, and the guy always takes the high road, man. You should learn about that, Sammy. He's a cool, he's a cool <laughs> dude. Uh, I think Vinnie Vincent's overrated. I talked shit about Sammy. Player. and He didn't even get it. Uh, I heard you, but I think Vinny's an uh, overrated guitar player, but I think he's an, a really good songwriter, though. Well, I think yeah. he did save Kiss. I'll give him that. No, he did not. No, he didn't? Then putting back the makeup on and getting Ace and Pete back in saved that band. Yeah. Nobody cared that Vinny Vincent was here today. Well, lick it up and animalize, man. Those videos were all over fucking MTV. Nah, man, Brian Adams saved Kiss with War Machine. Oh, I love that song. <laughs> Alan, Alan Schwartzberg on the drums. Dude, have you seen really those, those videos from the new Brian Adams tour? No. God, he sounds amazing, dude. Yeah, I enjoy that this, shit. Oh, fucking Brian Adams, Summer of 69. Well, the Unplugged album sucks. Lowest rated BS ever. Well, because he My idea. hits. Yeah, it sucked. It was well, terrible. The fucking uh, the last week's episode. Let's br Smith was let's not bring it back. Yeah, let's, let's bring it back to what we're doing today. One of the greatest groups in the history of modern music, Queen. On fire, Amen. live at the Bull. Terrence might listen to this. Hey, oh. hey, 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 Terrence. Nothing. <laughs> Thank you. You might listen though. Leave the I don't want to talk about that, dude. He, I said. I hear you, but I bet he listens anyway. You know what? If he listens, he listens. You know, it's cool, man. Let's leave and we're not alone. saying, hey, we're not saying nothing bad about you. I'm not scared of I just don't like talking shit about people unless I'm really not. Uh, did I talk shit? I said, no, listen you and enjoy the episode because he brings our ratings down, fucker. Because you, because he knows I know how much he loves Queen. Oh, so anybody should love Queen. It is. I agree. They're fucking awesome. But hey, you know how I really discovered Queen? We'll get into that, turning around everybody. 1981. 
the little album, which ended up being the best-selling album in the history of the band, Queen Greatest Hits. You remember that one with all oh, four yeah. of them on the oh, cover? Yeah, dude. I in um, oh yeah in the '90s, like I think late with Queen's albums weren't released in America anymore. So I I drove all the way to Pasadena, the great home of the mighty Van Halen. Uh, which Chris Sinzak posted a thing, uh, Van Halen playing live for a dollar at the corner of Huntington and uh, Sierra Madre. Yes. I know where the fuck Probably. that's at. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah! I told Chris, yeah. I know where that's at, because I've been there. But fucking, I went all the way to fucking Pasadena, and I bought Queen's Greatest Hits, the four, that has the four pictures of them on there. Yeah. For yeah. fucking $45, because it was an import. Yeah, we, my my stepdad got it in the moment, and uh, it was on vinyl. That's right, and he only seemed to show a minor interest in the album, so I used to wear it out like crazy, and loved it. And so when like Bohemian Rhapsody hit in the Wayne's World years or whatever, I was like, "Yeah, you are losing shit." I I loved the song back in 1981, which of course it was a little bit old at that point but right. not for a seven-year-old kid and uh it was like i already heard most of these queen songs when they like blew up again after freddie passed and and all that which rolling stone didn't uh, didn't acknowledge eric carr's death fuck you guys assholes he died the same day um well freddie kind yes. of overshadowed eric carr you got to give him that come on yeah but he still should have said something but anyway um Freddie is just one. I think he's the greatest singer in the history of rock and roll. Uh, I don't know who else can really get with him. Um, there's been some great voices, obviously, but I think he's the best ever. And obviously, if I say I want to go see him with Adam Lambert, I uh, hold Brian May and Roger Taylor in high regard. It would have been nice if Deaky would have been yeah. there, but he done gave up. And, uh, but just to see Brian May, he was like three or four feet away from me. They had these like catacombs coming off the stage. And I had really good seats, but I was in the like the arena part of the seats. I wasn't on the floor, but I was like right near the stage. And he was like three, four feet from me. It was so awesome. With that iconic red special guitar he made himself. The only guitar he plays. Uh, yeah. Uh, I have an interesting story about that later in the review. Yeah, I know but, uh, what you're going to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. It was, it was awesome, and uh, I've been a huge fan of him ever since. And I had that. I watched that live on MTV, that concert for Freddie, and yes, Extremes medley was good. Um, you know they told him not to do that? They shouldn't have, though. I see it. That's the thing. That's it. I liked it. But then Brian May came it, up like, and said this was awesome. So It was good, but it was like, oh, but it kind of overshadowed the rest of the concert. You know what that new album Extreme has? There's a lot of Brian May love on that album by Nuno. Well, and like I said, that's, there's two things I liked by Extreme only. It was more than words in that Queen medley. But uh, only to listen, though. Don't watch the damn, don't watch it. Just I listen. like Gary Sharon. He gets the ideas um, going, man. But it was, uh, Queen is a, a great band. They've influenced so many people that I love. Uh, Axl Rose, namely. Um, and many others, of course. Extreme. You know, that's, a, that's how I, well, I don't love them. That's how I discovered, uh, 
that this band was from that 1981 greatest hits, and I was glad to have discovered it. Well, I'll go next, and then I'll get Jerry, and I'll bring Mark in last. So I'm just going to say how I discovered Queen. That fucking little song that goes, another one bites dust, another <laughs> one bites dust, and another one down. I remember that was just played on radio, along with how I discovered ACDC with Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, after, which that came after Brian Johnson with Back in Black. But, uh, fuck, man, that song was just so awesome. I went to my Music Plus. There was there was record stores back then, kids, called Music Plus, and I bought the tape, the game. And I get on that, and I'm fucking listening to Another One Bites Dust, uh, fucking, and fucking Dragon Attack. Ooh, we'll get into yeah. there later. Fucking, I was a Queen fan, and I remember listening to Queen and hearing that Flash stuff, but we'll get into that later. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But that's how I got into Queen. Jerry, how did you get into Queen? Uh, basically, the album Charles was talking about, man. I, uh, I think my sister left that when she moved out, and I started listening to it, man. I thought, damn, these dudes rock. And there was this cool-ass... Back in the day, they used to advertise... They used to have commercials for albums when they were released. Um, I remember seeing the commercial for News of the World, and the way they did that commercial was so fucking badass, dude. I'm like, these dudes are fucking awesome looking dude i mean with the with the robot and all that shit in the background it was just killer um but uh yeah i became a fan right away man uh i love freddie's voice from the very first time i heard it um i agree with charles i think he is probably the best definitely the best front man in rock and roll you can you Even know david lee roth you can talk about the voice i mean he's definitely one of the best but as far as front man and showy i mean freddie fucking hands down the best in my opinion um, yeah, I mean, um, through the, I mean, there were some albums that were, I think were kind of, uh, not very good, and there's some songs on here we'll talk about later, but, uh, man, this is a fucking legendary band, and, um, I don't view, you know how we view Kiss, and I even say Sticks are like scab versions? I don't think of this version of Queen as scabs for some reason, man. I don't know why. Because I think Brian Brian and Roger are just so fucking epic, dude. You know what I mean? I don't know what it is. I don't consider them scab queen. No. But, uh... Well, it also idea. says queen with Adam Lambert. It doesn't put Adam Lambert in queen. So. Well, whatever. I mean, Except however you look at it. Like they did Paul Rogers. I mean, they sell out arenas still. I mean, good for them. Um, who, plays, yeah, I mean, who plays bass for Queen now? I don't, I don't know, know the guy's name. Yeah, because I know Deacon's not in the band anymore. He's retired. Yeah, Deacon yeah. gave. He said it's not with Freddie. I'm not doing it. So he's pretty. He's pretty. He's pretty reclusive now. Yeah. They say he doesn't even talk to the band members. I don't think anymore. Not really. They try to get him. But, in. Uh, they did try to get him into the shows, man. And like I said uh, earlier, man, Queen is just amazing. Because I think I think they're bigger now than they were back in their heyday, man. You know what I mean? You can't watch a, a set of commercials out here and we will rock you or something like that in it. Fucking amazing. The uh, the legend of this band just continues, man. Uh, anyway, that's all I got to say about that. Fucking great band. And this is the first time I actually listened to this album. Like I said, I usually listen I, to Live I never Olympics. heard of it, dude. I know Live in Montreal but, uh, and Live Killers. I didn't know about yeah. this one. Pretty interesting live album. We'll get to the songs as they come, but uh, that's all I've got to say. So, uh, Mark, what do you think about it? I uh, discovered Queen as a uh, when I was about ten years old, and pretty much your way, Mark. I've heard another one that bites the dust, but the other songs I would hear later on, I I, I probably heard on the radio before, and there was this one uh, 
but he was an older guy. He got me into playing the bass, and he showed me some some Queen uh, riffs on the bass, which was and he introduced me to uh, a day at the races and a night at the opera, so which are just like uh, classic iconic albums. Uh, Queen got kind of put on the back burner for me though as the eighties went on. It was almost like shameful to say, "Oh yeah, I like Queen," but there was this. Uh, they got tagged with the label Disco Queen at my school when they came out with like. The, the Hot Space album, where they mm. so had lots of different elements to their uh, to the to the album, and it's almost like you're listening to Queen. You almost like it made like a funny face if you try to say like, "Yeah, Queen," but so, but that's kind of like how I came across Queen. Yeah, you know what got me back into Queen was Highlander. Exactly the Who Wants yeah. to Live the Universe and like, Who Wants to Live Forever. It's like yeah. oh, awesome. I'm awesome. going. I remember looking for that. I went and looked for the Highlander soundtrack. I couldn't find it. Couldn't find it. And then I fig finally figured out a, a, what is it? A different kind of magic? Was different it? kind of magic? Was yeah. The Highlander soundtrack. Yeah. The album tell me, towards the end because. Well, tell me one vision. Don't go fucking hard, man. Princes of the Universe. One vision. Oh, oh wait, no, that was cool. actually Iron Eagle with fucking One Vision, man. It's so good. I love it's so Iron good. Eagle. Like and Fried I heard chicken. that, and then I bought the I bought that a different kind of magic, and then I bought the miracle, the miracle, yeah, the fucking great album. The show must go on. The show, yeah. or, or it's I mean, on uh, media window. Um, man. Uh, no, no, my bad. Um, uh, I want it all. I want it Holy all. Holy fuck! Uh, um, what's that song? That's uh, breakthroughs yeah. good too. It you innuendo is a good song too. Innuendo, yeah, I'll yeah. play innuendo. But what's sad that about that is that I, I was working in and out burger, and I think I've told the story before. Uh, we, me and my manager, uh, Steve McMahon, the innuendo came out. He let me borrow the CD. I, I taped it. And then we're going, we're going to go to the show because me and my manager always went to shows. And then like a few weeks, like a week later, Freddie Mercury's died of AIDS. I go, what the fuck? <laughs> we were like getting all jazzed to go see Queen live in concert. And that never happened. Sucks. Yeah. He did get to see him. He showed me his tour books from uh, old Queen concerts from the seventies. I go, fucking Stevie, suck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would still like personally, even if you can't like get over Lambert per se. But if you I had a chance see to see him, I would go see it. Yeah, it was, it was still cool. It yeah. was. I don't care. He wasn't that bad. I'm sorry. He was. He was okay. Is he Freddie? No. I just don't but, like I mean, it when he sings right. on that couch. Yeah, it was a little, little <laughs> flamboyant -y, You know, Freddie uh, was flamboyant, but he never laid on a couch like he said, look at me, bitches, you know. <laughs> but it was still, like I said, it was worth it just to hear Brian May and Roger Taylor live. Yeah, My I, opinion. they're playing here at the Forum. I need to go see it. And yeah, trying to talk it'd to be Mike. worth it. Way worth it, I promise yeah. you. And then uh, let's get into this album, man. This is Queen. Yeah. Queen on Fire, live at the Bull. Not the Hollywood Bull. It's a Bull in England somewhere. But uh, easily when I think when somebody says live at the Bull, like the Doors, live at the Hollywood Bull, you know, all the great artists played the Hollywood Bull. But uh, no, this is in England. It's not the Bull you're thinking of. But let's get into this tracks, man. We start up with Flash, Jerry. <laughs> I mean, this is obviously just uh, oh, a warm-up song before they hit the stage. But uh, I've always liked this song, dude. I love this song, and I love the movie, and I don't apologize for it. Um, you know, it's a pretty cool way to start the show, I guess. I mean, 
nothing really incredible about it. I mean, it's just the studio version, so uh, that's all I really get to say about that. Uh, Mark, what do you think about it? Uh, Flash was, like, one of, one of the albums I really enjoyed. Uh, I actually bought the soundtrack, and the, all the songs in there are just, like, fantastic. It's, it's like, all performances done by Queen. Uh, you had such great musicianship in Queen. You had John Deke and Roger Taylor, Brian May, Freddie Mercury, all were, like, besides playing just one instrument, they could they could also do other things. They, uh, Roger Taylor was also a great singer, you know, and the composed, absolutely, you just go back to the Queen discovery, you could just hear how much talent they had. They were, they were just meant to be in a these four guys, but getting to the flash, like I said, great song. Uh, the whole like the whole soundtrack is awesome, and uh, um, it's unfortunately that the movie Flash Gordon didn't do so well. But it, I looked it up on Box Office Mojo. It, it was just bad timing. It went up against a lot of great movies at the time, especially Indiana Jones and even Go Figure a comic <coughs> called Nine to Five, which kind of like really did so much better than that's than flash a good gordon. movie nine to five though nine to five, yeah, yeah, love nine to five rules love it but when flash gordon came out on hbo i i really enjoyed it and yeah. as soon as you heard the, the the music starting you knew that's brian may on the guitar you're like it had that's his sound right there so i just knew i had to go buy that uh that uh that soundtrack album hey brian add a girl <laughs> Nine to five, if you don't know what that means. I'm drink they're drinking it and the girl goes, Add a girl. The lush. Lush. The lush. The lush. Yeah, but oh uh, I'm just gonna oh god. I love the fucking movie. But you know that movie is a cult classic now. Yeah. With fucking Ted coming out and pushing that shit, you know. Fucking this movie fuck the movie rules, but the song not so much and they played it live. What the fuck, dudes? It wasn't live, dude. It was uh, just uh, yeah. coming out on stage. His background. Music. It sounded live. I don't like it. You know, people bitch about using tapes. They use tapes on this. Fuck off. <laughs> they use uh, tapes are used for Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, well, well, we'll That's get true. to that later. That's yeah. different, though. That's yeah. kind of a little yeah. different. But yep. uh, I don't even know why they started with this fucking piece of shit. Uh, it's I, a warm-up song, dude. It was you also don't need that. This band has so many warm-up songs they could have used. Uh, they could have put oh, come side. on. Okay, you don't like it. Okay, <laughs> Charles. I know it's okay, but why play it live? Go ahead, Charles. They didn't play it fucking live. It was a tape. <laughs> that sucks. Thank you. <laughs> it was utilized to get the crowd fired up. And I'm a fan of when bands do this. I.E. Oasis did, did it every show. I was fucking in the bushes. It was awesome. You hype up with a little pre-recorded music. And it's one of my favorites to get this going, man. What do you mean this song's a piece of shit? It, it is. is. It just... Flash, it does. It oh, rules. It fucking rules, dude. The only thing <laughs> good about the fucking song is Brian May's leads. I've always been a fan of the fucking movie. Well, the and yes, movie. I watch it on HBO all the time. Oh, fuck. Oh, Mark you have brought on up. TV? I had the single on 45 as a kid, which was backed up by Football Fight, another great song on that record, by the way. And yeah, I think that it's one of Queen's most underrated songs. Sure. Now, this tape version was scaled down quite a bit from the actual single, but hey, I'll take it. The Flash soundtrack and the film as well, it doesn't get enough love 
and I think this sinks in the more you actually listen to the record in its entirety. By the way, I love the fucking movie, and the mu music works great in a movie. But as a soundtrack, I don't think I I don't want to listen yeah. to it unless it's in the context of the movie. No, then that's yeah, whatever. Oh, fucking whatever. Man. That flash. <laughs> you're, you're, you are overruled, sir. I am three against overruled. one. Yeah. All right, and then we get to the hero, which uh, Ooh, Mark yeah. picked. So here's the Fuck hero yeah. on the Freeform Rock podcast. He picked the hero. Great song. Yeah, like I said, like I love the Flash Gordon. I'll repeat myself, but I love the Flash Gordon soundtrack. And pretty much, well, there's a few tracks that kind of like, you know, they are like a little bit, whatever tracks. But they also interject, not interject, but they also splice uh, audio from the movie into the soundtrack, which is quite unique. They Typically, they, they wouldn't do that kind of stuff. But the hero... Great, great tune. It, it's it really gets the the crowd fire up. I, I kind of felt that uh, for years Queen was doing "We Will Rock You Live" the fast version. This is this little treat, and also I think it was the 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 soundtrack was recently released around that same time. So they were just trying to bump the sales up a little bit. Although it's a little weird, but Freddie Mercury usually would wear a Superman T-shirt on stage. He probably should have wore like the Flash <laughs> T-shirt yeah. on stage. Um, I'm sure the 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 movie company's like, hey, hey, Freddie, well, you know, what do you wear <laughs> Superman for? But you know, it's I I really like the song. What can I say? What about you, Jerry? I don't. Is this this is recorded as well? Am I correct on that? No, I, no. no they do this one live. Was live. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, this is a fucking heavy as fuck tune, dude. I love this song, dude. It was a part of the movie. It's a part of the movie. I think when, when, uh, the vocals are great, man. I think it's a part of the movie when uh, the Hulkmen are attacking that ship. Am I right? If you know the movie, yeah, well. yeah. Um, fucking heavy as shit, dude. I love fucking Freddie's vocals on this song. Yeah, 
Prince Baron, yeah. yeah. Um, great, great yeah. cast, great cast in that movie too. Ooh, yeah, I, mean, uh, I would. Oh, Prince, daughter. I would Princess Aura. So the chicks in that oh. movie are hot. Princess Aria, dude. Yes. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> but uh, anyway, dude, this is a fucking cool rocking tune, man. I I agree with uh, Charles and, and Marky. This soundtrack fucking rules, dude. Um, you mean my- I like every I like it from beginning to end. So, man, I give this one a five out of five, man. Yeah, I'm not into the soundtrack as much. I think it works for the movie, but uh, I'm just gonna go. Freddie sounds great. I love the wrist and sounds like the crowd is into it. The band sounds amazing. I will give this song a pass. What about you, Charles? Well, it is, it's live because if you go back and listen to flash and then there's a point where the crowd, where the band walks on stage and you hear Brian start playing the last little bit of flash live. And then it goes into the hero and the crowd loses their fucking shit, man. And as mentioned in the previous song, it really sinks in because the whole, you know, like I said, the band breaks in live seamlessly into another Flash soundtrack song. I always get, I've listened to this album a little bit, probably more than everybody else, maybe. Uh, But I always get fired up myself when Brian kicks in with that guitar and that crowd just gets fucking amped, man. What a fucking player Brian May is, man. Oh, Absolutely. He's one of my favorites ever, and I, I and as I said, I saw Queen with Adam Lambert, but as I said, I went for Roger Brian really, and uh, it was one of those bucket lists because I've always been into Brian May. The song is a tad short, but not a bad opening live song to get the crowd into it. Pretty cool, if you ask me. I'm gonna give my approval to this motherfucker right here. Oh, yeah, after, yeah, after the after the BS show on Thursday, we're all fucking hitting ourselves for not picking a Brian May solo, man. I can't oh, believe oh, I'm yeah. not Charles, Charles is drunk and he overslept. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> might have. Don't know. <laughs> you never know. But he's going to give his list on the next BS episode, right? Yeah, it'll be quick. All right. Well, that'll be out I, if, before if, this if episode. No, if everybody, I haven't watched it, by the way, I don't want to know what you guys picked. If nobody picked my number one, they don't know shit about guitar. Oh. All right. Did anybody pick the next song, Mark? Uh, no, nobody picked We Will Okay, well, I'm going to ask as a bonus track that you put it on anyway. Huh? Yeah, throw it on there, too. Bonus track. It's bonus track. It won't, this one. It won't affect us. Oh, you It'll mean, you mean I'll play this right now? Yes. Okay, Please. so here, here's We Will Rock You Fast on the Freeform <laughs> Rock Podcast. <laughs> Man. Place. Kicking your cat all over the place 
it's not very often that we do shows in the daylight. And I fucking wish we'd done before. I can see you all now. And there's some beauties here tonight, I can tell you. On with the show, this is action. Okay, no, that was we, we Will Rock You Fast, and she wanted to p pick a third track, Charles. Why'd you pick this? Because Mark Daly turned me back onto the album again because of this fucking song, dude. And I would have to say, for those that have burnout with the original We Will Rock You, you should, well, you've already, hopefully you didn't fast forward through it like I normally do when I listen back to the episodes, but don't fast forward. Check it out. Go back and listen to it. Or check this version out, man. Freddie just easily is the best pure singer in the history of the game. And he's total control here, man. Deacon's bass break is badass. This band is absolutely smoking on this track. I actually prefer this version of the song over the original. Other than Brian May's incredible guitar solo is missing. The only thing I'm not so wild about on this version. Everything else I prefer. Excellent start, man. It makes you envy those that were at the show. So what do you think about it, Mark? Like I said, uh, the reason why I posted it because it's a, I love this song. Uh, the the studio version kind of tired of it, you know. It, it, it constantly would get played on the radio too. So even today, I kind of like I'll change the radio station if I hear it come on. But this is this is way to get the the show going. Uh, I believe they 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 opened up this with this song for I was like about four or five straight tours. It was one. It was basically their kind of like their, their, their calling. They would always open with this one. It wasn't until like, uh, I think the kind of magic tour, they, they started playing One Vision, which, you know, I, 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 like I said, this, that is a good song, but this is this classic Queen. Uh, you know, great, great performance all around. So what do you think about it, Jerry? Um, before I get into that, there's one thing about this album that really freaking annoyed me all the way through. There was like some dude playing a kazoo or something the whole fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> Annoyed the shit out of me, man. But anyway, besides that, yeah, I love this version of the song, dude. I mean, this is the classic, ultimate fucking crowd sing-along song. And I love this heaviest shit version, man. I would have loved to have fucking seen this concert, man. And Charles mentioned, Deacon's got some fucking slick bass lines in this one, man. Um, he's not mentioned as far as, you know, the greatest bass players of all time, but, you know, after hearing this, man, I think I need to, you know, change my tone on that too and include him on a future, you know, list of the greatest bass players of all time. But yeah, this is a great start to a show, man. You know, a, a great song off News of the World, great fucking records, probably my second favorite Queen album. But, man, they do this song justice live, man. They do a better live, I think, this version anyway. So, uh, yeah, five out of five, man. Yeah, this is fucking cool. They sped up We Will Rocky. This fucking rules. So good. The crowd is fucking into it. That bass break is fucking amazing. And then Rogers is pounding those drums. Brian is going to fuck off live. This is fucking has some thrash to it. I fucking love this version of this song. Yeah. And also, I'd like to say that I think Queen was the original thrash band, but that's just my opinion. Then we get I to... I, I agree. Yep. And then nobody picked action. Yeah. This I day, wonder right? why. Uh, Mark, what do you think about that? Oh, God. This is Disco Queen right here. <laughs> 
I, I, I would this this would be the one song that I would definitely do a skip on. You know, the you know this is basically bands would always play like three or four songs off the new album, and this is this is basically the only reason why this this song is on here. Although uh, the, the album Hot Space would get like it's it's almost like it's getting some push to saying like hey, it's not a bad album actually. Uh, I think even Michael Jackson said he was inspired by some of the tracks off Hot Space, and he kind of went for that song for Thriller. Obviously, he was much more successful well, than Thriller. Well, he tried to make King an album with Freddie Mercury, but Freddie Mercury got disturbed by the monkey that uh, Michael Jackson had in the studio. <laughs> Bubbles. 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 But but talk about Queen going from up on the up on top of the world to kind of like near the bottom, because... The greatest hits sold like 15 million copies, and then you got like Hot Space that's barely went gold, I think. So they they kind of like nose dive real quickly, and they actually stopped touring in the states because there's a lot of backlash to some of these. There wasn't there wasn't a very warm receptive audience towards a lot of these songs, and this is this is one of them right here. So what do you think about it, Jerry? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go next. I'm gonna let you go just before Charles. Uh, fuck a song that came off a horrible album, Hot Space, but it sounds a hell of a lot better than it did on that fucking album, uh, live. But dang, that synth, hate it. This is fucking horrible song. <laughs> fucking horrible. What do you think about it, Jerry? Oh boy, we had to get into Hot Space territory sometime <laughs> on this album. Um, I go back. To hot go poop. It's times. the original. It's the second Hot Poop album. Go ahead. You know what the. The vocals of you know the dual vocals aren't that are terrible between Freddie and Roger in this one, but uh, uh, this is a tough one to even say anything positive about. Except I agree with you, Mark. It's definitely better live than it was on that shitty album. But, uh, but yeah, so this bad. is a clunker, <laughs> clunker, dude, clunker. I give this one a two out of I two out of five just because Brian's got a pretty cool solo through. But other than that, now oh, Brian saves a lot of these clunkers with the solo. Yeah. But uh, Charles, what do you think about it? Well, as everybody said, it's a hot space track, and uh, and this was a track off that uh, off that fucking record. It was the Hot Space Tour, uh, which I'm not a very big fan of that album. Mm-hmm. Uh, I on the album, you ever, uh, what do you think of Las Parabras de Amor? No, I, I don't really care for that album. I, I will say at least. Body language wasn't on this live set. That <laughs> stuff so bad. Uh, I'd endured this tour, even though that album is kind of a stinker to me. Uh, and this song has some cool guitar going on, but man, I'm not a big fan of this song. And I would have been getting beers. Uh, it's not a complete clunker Rooney here, but uh, yeah, it's whatever. Not very good. And now we get into, I think, one of the best Queen songs of all time. Spoiler alert. But, uh, Jerry, what do you think of uh, Play the Game? Thank freaking God, dude. I love the game, dude. That's a great record, dude. And I love this song. I love uh, when Freddie gets on that piano and starts playing, dude. It's amazing, dude. He's a fucking really talented dude, man. Love the guy. Effortless singer. The harmonies on this song work. Brian rules. Deacon's bass is fucking incredible again. Um Love the song, dude. Five out of five. Let me get you the A's. Yeah, this is, this is a great live version of the song, but I prefer the studio version better. 
the harmony. No, I love that. I, I I love that killer piano intro, dude. Love. Yeah, but the piano intro is cool. This is one of my favorite songs by Queen, and the intro goes into the real piano that Freddie does. What a voice! I think Queen is the hardest band to cover. But also, where's the harmonies, man? They did it in the studio, <laughs> and this works. Brian and Roger kicking ass. I love the live version, but I like the studio version a lot better with the, the play the game, play the game, play the game. You know, the studio, the fucking double vocals. I fucking love that version. Mark, what do you think about this? This classic queen, you know, whenever you, you always getting a treat when you saw, always saw Freddie head over towards this piano section of the stage. This, it's, the guy was this own. He, he could, it's amazing how he could own the stage, but just by holding the microphone. But still, like transform that power from his fingers on the piano to, and sing at the same time. You know, he you, you saw that when he when he did Live Aid. You know, it was just when he first started playing those first uh, keys of Bohemian Rhapsody. Is that's just you know, it's this classic Freddie Mercury, arguably the best vocalist of all time. Rock, whatever, whatever genre you, you could probably out from up there. So, what do you think about it, Charles? Well, we're back on track here with an all-time classic, uh, as noted off the game album. And uh, I mean, I feel bad for people that don't get Queen, uh, nor the brilliance of Freddie Mercury. I've always been a huge fan of how he improvises live, and he does here as well, and brings that greatness. I do think I'd take the studio version over the over this. Thank but, you. But there isn't anything wrong with this version no, at all, though. There isn't. Uh, I mean, of course, when it's a great song, it really doesn't matter. Uh, certainly better than that action this day malarkey. Uh, <laughs> very good version of this classic Queen song, but not definitive. And then we get to a clean, cla a Queen classic called "Staying Power." Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's an great classic here. Well, talking about fucking a great song stuck between a shit sandwich, a hot space song. <laughs> um, wow, this is this could be their "Read My Body." No, no, no. There's another couple song a song coming up that could be their "Read My Body." Um, yeah, this song is just terrible, dude. Over synth. I mean, it's got some pretty cool funky riffs to it, I guess. But, man, I can't say nothing really great about this song. In, in live, they don't do nothing special to make me like it more. This is a, a clunker, too. I can't give a Queen song one out of five, so I have to give it a two out of five at the lowest. So what do you think about it, Mark? Um, yeah, I, I, could, I, I thought this was... The, the, Freddie Mercury wrote this song, and this is, this is his baby. And I actually did a little research, and supposedly he plays the baby. I didn't know Freddie could play the bass, but it's not still still doesn't work, you know. The studio's got that horn section. This it's a mess, you know. But like I said, you know, you gotta play a few songs off the new album, so that's basically why this got inserted, you know. Not not nothing really great to, to talk about this song here. Yeah, fucking Night Ranger, Queen at least plays more songs off the new album than you do. But uh Yeah, you, when you can always see that Night Ranger? Is that uh, coming up? October. Oh, uh, why no, I'm just going to go fucking hot space tour. I don't like this song. Only the <laughs> drums and the guitar on this song is good. But fucking song sucks and they can't even fix it live. Charles. Well, Deaky, he moved a rhythm guitar on this track. 
Uh, I'm assuming the keyboard player, I don't know who his name was, Derek and the Dominoes or something, I don't know what his name was. Uh, he must have played bass on the keyboard, because there wasn't anybody playing bass. Uh, for a Hot Space song, this one wasn't too bad. It's far from the worst song I've ever heard. I enjoy it more than action this day, even though I think it reminds me of the crunge a bit, this here song. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind that they tried some different sounds, and this one isn't too terrible. Uh, got energy going to it, I'll give it that. I think it's okay. I probably would have been... It probably would have been better to be there and see it and hear it. Because Freddie seemed to give his all, and the plan's okay on it. It's okay, but a bit of a head-scratcher, though, overall to me. Like that album, actually. All right, man, and we get to somebody to love, which nobody picks. So I'm going to start with uh, you, Mark. Somebody, the great, great song. Once again, you get Freddie on the piano again. But this is this is probably my arguably this is one of my favorite uh, Queen songs of all time. You know, and um, you know, great, great classic track. And uh, this is this is one of the highlights of the album. You know, although. It, when I was younger, I would kind of like be turned off about the Freddie Mercury playing so many piano songs because, for me, I was drawn to Queen by Brian May and his guitar sound. You know, whenever like he was the focal point, I would like, I would, I, that's that was the song I I liked. Like you know, if you go even further back, like Ogre Attack, that's like real Ooh. raw heavy metal Queen, right? Fucking that, album. I kind of got into it, but somebody loved you. One too, man. Yeah, exactly. Both, both first albums, sure, Heart Attack. But, yeah. But the love, again, and going back to the Freddie Mercury concert, the excellent performance by George Michael on that, you know, and <laughs> it's a beautiful song, you know, and the the, the, the and a crowd favorite for sure. So uh, I'll go next. One of the greatest songs by Queen of all time. I love how Freddie intros it live, gets into those notes, and then he goes, are you ready, brothers? And then sisters. Awesome sounds. He's trying... I don't know if he's trying to go to a day at the races or something, but why is he singing it so fucking fast? Uh, it's a great version live, but I like the studio version better, way better. And other live versions of this a lot better. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Well, it's classic off a of day at the races. And, oh, wait, uh, Jerry's next. My bad. Well, I've already started, so All right, fuck go ahead. <laughs> uh I've always I've always preferred this song to another song we're going to get to later in the review. Uh, I think it isn't quite as overplayed. Uh, Freddie, I mean, man, you know, you hear people that can sing the phone book. But, I mean, Freddie could sing Mark's AI-written episode descriptions and make it sound hey, great. It's not. It's part AI, part Mark. So, But Exhibit A here, man. What a great performance. Brian May's solo, smooth as butter. Roger Taylor's drums sound so great on this version. He's definitely one of the most underrated drummers. You don't think the harmonies are as good as the studio track, though? Can I finish my review? Oh, sorry. My yeah. uh, I love this version, but it doesn't quite replace the majesty of the studio version. Yes. Sorry. But sorry. definitely... But definitely still worth checking out this version, as it's a bit more raw and doesn't have as many bells and whistles, man. 
And the great part is that you even hear Freddie's voice crack a bit. So this wasn't cleaned up too much. And that's cool to me, man. Cool live version. Only complaint was it's a tad too long. But overall, a very good rendition of this classic to make. All right. So, Jerry. Well, I 150% disagree with you guys on this performance. I think it freaking rules, man. Um, this is this is extra fucking oomph to it live that I love, man. Uh, Freddie is just—I noticed that too. His voice started cracking here. I wonder if this was the beginning of his—he had some vocal problems in the '80s. But uh, with that being said, dude, I love the Professions and live albums. But man, this is a this is one of their musical masterpieces, you know, from the day at the races. I mean, this is how it's done, kiddies, man. If you want to hear what it's like to perform, watch. Watch them do this song live or listen to it, man. It's incredible. I even love the, the Find Me Some Buddy to Love part. I think it's better live than it is in the studio, man. Oh, I just like um, the harmonies better. But, dude, man, this is an incredible performance. This song has always been a masterpiece and one of their best, man. This is like a 10 out of 5, if possible. Love well, it. Well, but 150%. I didn't say it sucked. No, I just no, heard the studio. I, 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 wasn't, I wasn't saying that you guys did it. I, I thought it was... I was Good. in the middle between you and Mark. I, I do like the studio for what it has, but this was a really cool live version. And I agree with you, Charles. This wasn't cleaned up. It was a little cleaned up, but not as much oh, as yeah. a lot of live I don't think were. as much, yeah. It, yeah. You, you hear voice crackings. And, that's yeah. why oh, I, we're going to get we're going to get to a song that's later. That's why I asked if Freddie was on hook on this song, because his voice cracked a lot. <laughs> so, like, no, I think he just was... But I like those extra yeah. harmonies from the studio version. So let's get to the next track. Uh, let's see. What is it? Now I'm now here. I'm here. Uh, yeah. Jerry? Oh, man. Fucking sheer heart attack time. Yes. Fucking love this. I woke we were there earlier. Excuse me. Uh, but now I'm here. This is a jam of a fucking tune and album, dude. I mean, straight out rocker. Another crowd participation tune at the end with the classic, you know, ooh, ahs, and yeahs. Classic Freddy, man. Excuse me, but this song, they did this song really good justice live, man. I'll give this one a five out of five. So that's now I'm here. I said, uh, man, they sped up this version of the song, freaking me out, man. Brian is fucking going to fuck off on the guitars. I could pretty, it's like fucking Roger is slamming it. Fucking great version of this song. I like this live version better of Now I'm Here. It's fucking faster. Has more fucking emotion. What do you think about it, Mark? Now I'm here. Beautiful, great song. That's it's that's uh, like I said. This is these are the songs I would really look forward to. If I was gonna go, see, I never got to see Queen, but if I go to a Queen show, it's whenever Brian May is the focal point. And uh, actually, go, uh, now I'm here. That was the song that Def Leppard did at the uh, Freddie Mercury show, which was and Brian May came out and played it with him, if I remember right. Yeah. And somehow Rick Allen was able to do a lot of those drum fills. Like I'm like, oh, he's a great nine arm drummer. <laughs> yeah, arm drummer. Oh yeah, well he's a nine arm drummer, so he should be able to handle these fills quite easily. Yeah, right of now. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like I said, no, great. One of my favorite songs from the first album, definitely. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Well, we're going way back now. This track off Sheer Heart Attack, the second best Queen album, in my not-so-humble opinion, uh, was the opener for years on Queen tours. And 
Hey, hey, kiss twats. Queen did stage theatrics way before kiss. And they have done it better, especially on the track. They had, like, multiple Freddies on stage. That was really cool. But this trickery wasn't used, though, on this collection. But uh, we just get the song as it is. I mean, Brian May's guitar work on this absolutely smoking. Now, this, this is one. I'm not sure if it's due to the way it was recorded on Sheer Heart Attack. But this one I absolutely prefer with the studio version. Smoking rendition of this song. Plus we get the Freddy sing-along portion of the show. Oh, yeah. Towards the end of the track, which is always a highlight of any old-school Queen performance. Great front, great front man. This is one of the best ones yet to this point on the album. Definitely people should check this track out. Jerry, did you talk about this song? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I just make it sure. But then we get to the next one. I'm a little drunk. We get to you the see? next one, Dragon Attack, which I picked. So here's Dragon Attack on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
right, man. I picked Dragon Attack. So here's Dragon Attack, man. One of my favorite songs off the game. <laughs> Has a little weird live intro, but it's cool, different. It works. And Roger goes into that drum intro. John is laying down the fucking bass hard. I think this is one of the hardest groove that Queen ever did. And fucking Freddy just sounds fucking amazing. This song is fucking groovastic. What do you think about it, Mark? Great, great song. Um, I, this was the the B side to another one bites of dust. So we we had uh, my older brother had the single of this song, and uh, honestly, right, like I said, I would listen to Dragon Attack as much as another one bites of dust. Oh, yeah. Although, yes, yeah, so this is one of my favorites. So great, great song, and uh, it. Hey, you know. <laughs> what do you think about it, Screechy Chair Jerry? I want to make that noise. Uh, that's me. That's Jerry. Get some WD-40, hey, uh, Be professional. Hey, it's, my, it's, it's my signature sound. Well, man. Go, um, go, go find me for some WD-40 for Jerry's chair. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? You know what's ironic about that? There's a can about two feet from me, actually. I swear to God. <laughs> lazy asshole. Uh, <laughs> Now, actually, when I want to break out something different here before I start that. What's everybody's favorite Queen album? Mine's Queen 2. Mine's Queen 2. Uh, mine is, mine is News of the World. Queen 1 and anyway. 2 are, like, tied. What'd you say, uh, Mark? Queen I'm going to go with... 2 are tied for me. Queen, Another Queen, Mark. Queen 2 for me as well. Yeah, yeah okay, cool. But yeah, I'm I, the I, News of the World guy. Yeah. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Though. Yeah. I 100% agree with you, Mark Alden Taylor, and this fucking version of this song. It rocks, dude. Roger Taylor's drums on this one. Holy Ooh, shit, man. He's killing orgasm, it. Man. man, dude. And Deacon's bass, man. I'm telling you, underrated as fuck, man. This is one of their the song, the band's total songs and showing off their chops, in my opinions, dude. Great song. Great performance live. Five out of five. Nothing could be less than a five out of five for this fucking song, dude. Love it. What do you think about it, Mark? He already said. Okay, what do you think about it, Charles? <laughs> um, after the vocal crowd play, uh, at the end of Now I'm Here, uh, it segues right into the song. And this has to be one of the most undervalued... Okay. Undervalued sorry, sorry, songs sorry. of all time. Eric R. P. Or Eric R. M. C. P. Jordan, the ghost. Yeah, why, do always, why do they always burp when I'm talking? I'm really fucking drunk right now. You know now. why, I'm Charles? Sorry. Because you told him to burp when I was talking because he's getting karma back, bitch. <laughs> no, well, yeah, burp when Mark's talking. It's not, no intentional, it's not intentional or planned, man. It's what hey, you're getting called. karma because you told Eric to do that. So go ahead. Yeah, and he does. Uh, Roger Taylor is killing his drums. Leading into that great bass line by Deaky. And see now, this type this type of song resonates way more with me than most of the Hot Space tracks. Oh, God. And it's got a bit of funk groove going on oh, yeah. here, but in, a, but in a more rockier way. Uh, Deacon is probably, to me, the standout musician on the track. Great, great bass work here. So underrated. I mean, he can hold his own. I do think the studio version it's a bit better but overall not a bad live rendition of this one of my favorite queen songs and definitely the song that doesn't get enough love dragon oh, attack fucking dragon attack instantly that and save me become became my favorite songs over another one bites the dust it's mm. like god that album is just fucking amazing and we haven't done a review of the game but uh just gonna say a fucking uh, uh i guess uh 
that was you on uh, Dragon Attack. Now we get to Now I'm Here reprise, uh, Mark. Huh? Whose yep. turn is it? It doesn't yep. matter. Uh, Mark, Jerry, did go you go it. to Dragon Attack? Yeah, yeah but... now I'm here reprise. Oh, yeah, now gotcha, I'm here gotcha. reprise. Why'd you go home? Huh? My bad. My bad. I forgot about that one. Yeah. There's a reprise? I didn't know about this track. I, I was yeah, yeah. I, 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 I did reprise. I got 25 tracks. I don't know how many. Now I, I, goes, I don't, I, I don't have now that. Now I'm song. here. Dragon Attack. And now I'm here, which I have it. Yeah, I see it. Does. I, I see it on the list now. I must have skipped it, so I'm out on yeah. this one. Uh, right. I didn't. Well, me and Mark did it, so yeah. there you go. So you I guess I'll, I'll go first. Well, this yeah. is just a reprise of Now I'm Here. It's cool musically. They put Now I'm Here in the middle of Dragon Attack. It's fucking cool, but uh, I don't think they needed a reprise of it. What do you think about it, uh, Charles? Yeah, in essence, it was they kind of handled those these three as like a suite of songs, and we get the closing part of Now I'm Here, but... Honestly, it's just a closeout, not very long. It leads into Brian May noodling around on an acoustic guitar and interacting with the crowd. It's just a segue, nothing more. All right, so we get to the next track, Ooh. which is uh, Love of My Life. So well, nobody picked this song, right? Amazingly, right? I thought I did. I thought you I did. changed it, and then you changed oh, it. Did I? You want to pick um, it now, and I'll take that other song? No, it's, it, it's cool. All right. So uh, we go to Lover My Life, Mark. Beautiful song. I always love it when, like, Freddie conducts to the audience, encourages them to, to play. I believe it started when they did the, the Rock and Rio show yeah. in the 80s. And, and that, that actually became a number one hit in those countries. So Queen was like, a, it was a, this worldwide uh, uh Musical act and, and much more popular over a season in the United States, but you know this beautiful song that actually was performed by Extreme at the uh, the Freddie concert. They did. They also did a very good job too of it. You know. In rock and in Brazil, they started singing the song back to them like they did to yeah. Queen. Yeah, they, you yeah. you see that movie too. They yeah. really you really played that very well in the movie. They said so. they were so surprised because that wasn't their song, but they were treating them like they were Queen. It's like exactly. Yeah. No. Uh, um, and and be able to and be able to sing the, the different language. You know, and think about it. I mean, you, you, that's not your first language. So, and it's just amazing song. And what do you think about it, uh, Jerry? Oh man, dude, this is a fucking it's just a fucking great tune, dude. I mean, to me, it's their second best. I don't know what you call it, love song, slow song, or whatever. I prefer. I really love One Year Love. I think that's their best real. Uh, ballad so. type of song, yeah. but holy shit, dude! I got a question for Charles. When you saw them live, did they do this with the Freddie video in the background singing? Yes, they did. That would have been fucking awesome to see, dude. Holy shit, man! I mean, if you're a Queen fan and you're not singing this song with them, or if you're not a Queen, I mean, if you're a true Queen fan, if you're there at this concert and you're singing the song with them, I mean, incredible song, incredible acoustic playing, dude. Holy shit, this is a great song, dude. Five out of five, man. I love this fucking song. Yeah, that's an amazing ballad how the crowd just takes over and sings for Freddie. If you ever seen versions of this, I think they were in Brazil where the whole crowd just sang the whole song. Yeah. And, it, mm -hmm. and me and Mark already talked about it. It happened to Extreme also in uh, 
in Rio. Uh, also, it's it's a it's a fucking great song, man. It, it hits people in a good way, and I just love the passion that Freddie sings it live. I think he does the song better live than he does on a studio because the crowd is fucking there. And when a crowd sings, like in uh, Tom Petty with Breakdown, dude, and the crowd just sings the whole fucking song before you even sing one lick. You know, that's a fucking amazing song. So what do you think about it, Charles? Man, I've never noticed that chair till today. Charles, <laughs> <laughs> grab that WD-40, bitch. <laughs> I mean, for my money, the best pure ballad the band ever did. Uh, look at acoustic guitar number. Freddie, ly Freddie's lyrics are about his partner, Mary Austin. <laughs> 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 I did that last one on purpose to put it. I know grab, you did. That's why I'm laughing at it. Grab your socks and hose, Mark Daly and Mark Alden Taylor. Give me this over more than fucking words any day. What a goddamn knockoff extreme art. And, Sh and Sharon can't hold a candle to Mercury. No way. No. Well, no, <laughs> but he's a good. He's a great sing vocalist, man. Mer Mercury's singing is absolutely beautiful in this. I can listen to this all day. And Brian May. Fucking gushes over Nuno, man. That's one. I don't give a fuck. We all have our problems. <laughs> so does Queen. As Queen <laughs> all loves Nuno. How about that? As one, as one can tell by listening to the track, even though Freddie would conduct them, the crowd just knows where to sing and when. Yep. They really didn't need prodding. May's acoustic guitar work is fantastic. I've always loved this song, and I always will. Dude, that sound on his acoustic is just fucking it's out of the so world. good. The only yeah. other person... That I've seen that could get a crowd to sing your whole song for you is Tom Petty. So, well, uh, they did, oh, and, uh, they did like, it but, in London. They did it in London for Oasis. Don't look back in anger because the mic went out. That's cool, but uh, fucking yeah. Tom Petty just the whole song. He the, the whole song, song just sings the fucking whole thing a breakdown, dude. <laughs> yeah, so it wasn't just Tom Petty. Well, I'm just saying just I'm saying one of the two groups that I've seen that a crowd can take over or hear. I've yeah. been in a Tom Petty concert where the crowd, we just sang fucking American Girl and Breakdown. And he you know just who sat it didn't there happen for ever was Scab LA Guns. Scab LA Guns. It never happened for them. You yeah, mean the Riley era? No. The Riley era. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Somebody's on my side. That's me, Mark. You know that's me. You. you know I like that LA Guns. Yeah, fuck, fuck Riley. But uh, let's get to the, <laughs> the real version. Let's band. get to the great, the, one of the greatest songs that fucking John Deacon ever wrote oh. to end the fucking side one. Back chat, Mark. We got save, oh, yeah, we got, uh, save me. me. Oh, boy, save me. Oh, God. So oh, we much. get to save me, Mark. Save me. Oh, we'll do this one first because much better song. Uh, Brian May actually wrote this song as a, a friend to Freddie Mercury because Freddie Mercury had just broken up with a... Uh, I've got who he... But yeah, they, they knew Brian. Brian knew that Freddie was dating other men and stuff like that. But just to bring uh, Freddie out of the doldrums, he, he dedicated this song to him. And this another beautiful track, you know. I, I'll give I'll give it a five out of five for sure. What do you think about it, Jerry? I mean, it's a cool tune. I mean, from the game, um, there's nothing really spectacular live about it that's different from the studio, in my opinion. Um, but it's performed really well, as, you know, the rest of this album is, man. So, uh, 
Eh, I mean, it's a good, like I said, it's it's performed well. Nothing really different. Four out of five. Yeah. Uh, save me, man. I think this is one of the greatest Queen uh, ballads of all time. I fucking love the game. So beautiful the way Freddie sings it live. Brings more emotion to it. Such a beautiful song and really done great live. What do you think about it, Charles? I would say it done 39 instead. Because uh, I've always found this song to be a bit underwhelming. Uh. But by Queen stand, but by Queen standards, I mean if if Nelson would have done this, it would have been their greatest song ever. <laughs> oh God! And, and you can but, listen to Nelson on that metal station on Tuesdays. Yeah, Let's get I'll play some love and affection and uh, after the rain for you, buddy. Oh, long ass <laughs> yeah. election. Yeah, let me know when you election. play. Yeah, let me know when you play that. That I'll tune Well, you in. never get into the first block, anyways. That's all hair metal. But I, no, mean, I was there. From, I, I, I was there from the beginning last week, dude. That was cool, about? and I played a lot of good shit. I played but some Nelson... TT Quick. Who else plays fucking TT Quick? Come on, man. Well, it ain't metal. But TT Quick is metal. But Nelson <laughs> didn't write this song because they suck. Oh well, I digress. How does this live version stand up? Well, overall, I'd say it's not too bad. I mean, it's still kind of a draggy, boring song. But Mercury keeps singing his heart out, man. As Mark Daly pointed out, it was written by Brian May. I don't know if this type of song was his go-to as far as writing, but overall it isn't horrid. Just a decent version of a rather pedestrian song to me. Yeah, like I said, there's nothing really special about it live. It's just oh, nah. you go, save me, save me, save mm, me. Fucking Mercury's like, emotion yeah. to this fucking song is amazing. Mm. You guys are trendy. Sure. <laughs> God, Let's see who's trendy on the last track of the side. Back chat. Back chat. Yeah. What uh, are the greatest oh Deacon songs ever, Mark? It's a good. It's a good baseline. I'll, I'll give them that. But the rest is just crap. <laughs> this. But Deacon. What? It's funny. Deacon was trying to get Queen and to go into that funk rock and disco. I guess maybe they saw some of the success that Queen had with uh, Dynasty, but. Nah, this is a miss for me. It's, uh, you know, uh, this is a very forgettable song. You kind of like this is what this is the track that you hit the the next button on. You know, when you're when you're when you're streaming it or you're listening on your iPad, because you know there's something. You know there's there's, there's another better song at that after this one for sure. So, very very lethargic song. Didn't, didn't like it. I'll go next. I think Queen did it because of the success of another one bites the <laughs> dust. And uh, they should have just left that alone. This song should be erased from all Queen recorded history. I'm sorry, John. This is fucking horrible. <laughs> it shouldn't be done live. I don't like it. Only thing I like is May Solo. And the drums hate the song, but almost picked it because of May fucking solo on this song. It fucking rips. But the rest of the song is fucking garbage. Uh, so, J Charles, you're next? Or Jerry? Jerry. Yeah, I think I, I go... Yeah, Charles you, you goes go, last. Jerry, no, Jerry, track. you go. <laughs> All right. Sorry, this song... Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I, I hate to put the words queen and suck in the same sentence, but... Uh, <laughs> There's some you can't... Uh, dude, this song reminds me... Remember those aerobicized videos in the early 80s? I mean... James I can fucking Fonda picture this was, song playing in the hot, background. Though. Wasn't James Bond hot? I mean, I think John Deacon can stick with just the bass playing and not the songwriting, in my opinion. Um, 
this is just I guess every band has their read my body and I think this one's definitely close to it I said the other one might have been but I think this one actually is their worst song I mean it's the worst song off their worst album but like I said I cannot give them a one oh. out of five so I'm giving them a two out of five so so what if you saw like Samantha Fox singing this song <laughs> you well, of course, that yeah song. there you go that's that's more appropriate yeah this isn't a fucking Queen song, man. Yeah, this is terrible. This oh, is terrible. what do you think about it, Charles? I don't know about their worst song, because I'm going to oh. touch on that maybe here soon. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, we inside side one of the CD was one of the worst Queen songs to ever exist. <laughs> definitely, I definitely have been heading to the shitter or something here at this time. And I'll hit skip on the player. Uh, could be the worst track on the album. Just terrible. Yeah. But again, I don't like Hot Spaces as an album, so it definitely adds to my woes here. Back chat, more like fast forward. Yeah. Yeah, but what if Samantha Fox sang this song and had a video? No. No. I no. You wouldn't watch the video with her boob showing and her singing. No. You wouldn't no. watch Lisa Lisa and Colt Jam singing this. No. This is more it. like them. Is, this isn't a queen. It's song. not their worst song. I'll reference their worst song, I think, here soon. Oh, it's Pellini doing back chat. <laughs> no, it's really bad. It's bad. Screedy Pellini. How the fuck did that end up on our show? Come on, Mark. Because, because I used to like that album. I do like the song Pelitti. A Perfect Way, though. Nina, 99 Wolf Balloons. Couldn't save this. All right. <laughs> well, let's get to that. We'll turn this bitch over to Get Down, Make Love, which I'm surprised nobody picked this track. I <laughs> so here's you get did? down. Yeah, so here's get down, make love. Oh man! By, oh shit! That means you don't like it. Get down, make love. Transform <laughs> rock podcast.
That was Get Down, Make Love. I picked it, and I don't know why anybody picked it. This is my favorite song off News of the World. And this is fucking live. Yeah, baby. Just as trippy live as it is the studio version. Because they do use tapes on that middle part. But Freddie's up there moaning, make love, make love, make love. He's like doing that trippy, dude. Drop a fucking tab of acid, which I never have. Or fucking smoke some boots. Smoke some fucking booze. Smoke, Smoke some, some weed. Booze. Fucking drink Smoke some booze. Some booze. This, I like this just as drink much some as weed. the studio version, man. I think this is a great version of it. What do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, dude, man. Here we here we go, man. This is fucking a great tune, dude. News of the World. Love that album. Um, fucking every part of the song is fucking just well played. Great walking, great rocking tune, man. Wailing guitars and drums in the Cool effects throughout, even though it kind of a little bit reminds me a whole lot of love, but there's nothing wrong with that. A little more psychedelic, a little more psychedelic than, than than whole lot of love, but still kind of in the same ballpark. Um, great fucking song, dude, and they perform it great live, man. Five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about it, Mark? Uh, I think Charles doesn't like it, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, it, quick, it's quite different, you know. It's it's one of those songs that you know. Live, it, for me, it doesn't really work so much, but I, I, I didn't know about uh, uh, just a few days ago, I, I realized Nine Inch Nails actually covered the song, and people say they did it better. I listened to the Nine Inch Nails version, that's, that's awful. But then again, I'm not a Nine Inch Nails fan at all. I, like I don't Nine like Inch it. Nails. You do? You do like Nine Inch Nails? Oh, yeah, I love the first four. Hours. I don't mind them. Yeah, they're all right. Okay, well, I don't really like them, but yeah, it's, it's, this is okay. It's, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's, I'll just uh, give it like a three out of five, probably. Middle of the road song. Hey, thanks for the new song. Actually, let me clarify something real quick. I meant the, the whole lot of love reference to that middle part, if you guys didn't uh -huh. Yeah, where he's going, make yeah. love, yeah. make love, yeah. make love. Oh, yeah, all, yeah. All, all I, know I know where you meant to that. That's what I meant. A little more psychedelic. I, than I may have. I may have, too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Real? Sorry. Well, well, we opened disc two with another shit bomb here. I mean, what are they trying to do? A whole lot of love, Jerry? I mean, maybe in the context of a live show, it would have been okay. But to just listen, it's not good. I guess at least they didn't. Like song, though, then. I'm not a fan of it. No, at least they didn't pull out body language. Well, that makes sense. Then. Which I do think is the worst Queen song to ever exist. <laughs> oh, well. We're hitting a draggy point of the record right now. Ooh. It's gonna, it gets better. Oh, it gets better. better. Yeah, I hope so. All right, and then we get to Brighton Rock. Um, I'll no, I ain't got no Brighton Rock. I got a Brian May guitar solo. It's basically the Brighton Rock It's just Brighton no. Rock. Yeah. I it's have Brian May guitar so. solo. Well, I just say this is classic Brian May solo. So really cool. It's better, that, better within the songs. It's a fucking slight drum solo. It's fucking cool, man. I like it. But what do you think about it, uh, Mark? Brian, I guess this is the part of the show I'm waiting for. You know, Brian made jamming. You know, he, he, you know he's he's not like the flashiest guitar player, but everything he just like does works. He does a lot less with more. You know, but great, great, great soloist. You know, and uh, uh, he, Brian May, uh, I would say. Top five guitar player for me of all time. I would throw him up that high, Brian May. Up round five, I put him up there. So def def definitely, this is this this rescues the owl for me a little bit after back chatting and uh, <laughs> a little bit get, get down, and make love. Oh God! So what do you think about it, uh, Jerry? 
I mean, I only got three words to say about this solo, man. And one of them is an expletive. Brian fucking May. That's all I need to say. Yeah. What do you think about it, Star? Well, the Brian May guitar solo portion, it's it's okay for what it is, man. Tons of delay and cording. Uh, it wasn't the most interesting guitar solo I've ever heard, but at least, at least he uh, played the whole time. And when I seen him, his uh, remote unit went out. And his tech had to bring him another red special out. And uh, he did not look too happy when that happened. Uh, not the best, but not the worst. Odd is I know he can do better. It seems like this would impress people that don't play guitar. So then I was uh, reading. I was reading the Wikipedia about this song, about this album, and I think he had a few malfunctions with his gear on this album too. So I bet it's yeah. yeah, weird. I mean, yeah, that's probably one of the reasons why it wasn't released right away. And and of course, uh, the kazoo being played in the background all the time. It says, <laughs> it says during May's guitar solo, the pickup switches off on his guitar were switched off. So May's guitar solo stopped for 20 seconds, 20 seconds on the DVD, but the album version performance only contain, contains three seconds. It says all the his guitar tick was turned the switches back on. <laughs> yeah, I think he broke a couple strings. Yeah, he, he was down well. to two string, three strings on yeah. two of the songs. I mean, it was it was good. I just I wasn't it wasn't like Hendrix good, but it was good. Oh, it was cool. Right, May. I do too. Oh, I love him too. And then we get to uh, Under Pressure, man. So, Gary, what do you think about this one? Uh, finally, some good shit from Hot Space, dude. I've always liked this song, dude. I mean, come on now. We got Freddie and David Bowie on the same fucking song, dude. However, the live version, of course, it's just Freddie, but he nails it by himself pretty fucking good, dude. Um, besides that being said, it's a great fucking song, great performance live. There's really nothing different from the album version, except for David Bowie not being there. But man, this is—I've always liked the song. It's probably one of the only two songs I like from Hot Space. So yeah, five out of five for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. The only song I really liked off Hot Space. It's weird that David isn't on this, but fucking Freddie does both parts seamlessly. Live. I mean, he even does that. He even does the dooba 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 parts yeah. all fucking perfectly. And, and there's no fucking tapes on this one, man. The fucker is like doing it himself, man. They don't have David Bowie. You know, fucking on tape. He's fucking sitting there doing both parts himself. It's fucking amazing version of it. What do you think about it, Mark? That this is a good point to bring out right now. Like Freddie Mercury's not one of the slacker vocalists. He he's not like one of those types. Like ah, I'll, I'll kind of like sing this verse and then I'll, I'll the the crowd sing the entire chorus for me. Dude, Freddie Mercury, he he always brings it. You can tell, like, brings it through every performance. And this is a perfect example of that. You have a duet, and he's singing it, you know, by himself. He's doing a great job with this. So this is this this is a fantastic performance by Queen. You know, kudos to Freddie Mercury. I really wish I could have seen him play live, because that would have been just the ultimate live experience for me, for sure. Yeah, man. So what do you think about it, uh, uh, Charles? Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow, this song here. I don't seem to recall ever hearing it on the radio, but I do definitely remember it on that 1981 Greatest Hits. Uh, of course, that studio version with David Bowie, it's an all-time classic. 
best song on Hot Space by a large margin. But uh, what about this version here? Well, you know, musically, I think it's absolutely fantastic, and Fred does a pretty good job uh, emulating Bowie in his parts. And it's a good version. I did not been mad seeing Queen do the song this way. But a decent version that I think does miss Bowie's vocals. But with that being said, not terrible, not skip-worthy. I mean, come on, man. This is Queen, not Creed. Oh, yep. so, <laughs> why am I always the one getting attacked on these shows? And, and a perfect, perfect time to advertise for Creed. Make sure you go see Creed this summer on the, on the Creed cruise. You get three <laughs> foot down. This is definitely can't miss. Dude, I see <laughs> Creed without Scott, called Alter Bridge. And that band, Mark Tremonti, the bass player, the drummer, are phenomenal musicians. Yeah, he plays a six-string bass, which is so hard. It's so hard. I don't know about a musician, but that's fucking pretty. It's like Geddy Lee playing a double-neck bass, man. It's cool. He does play play that. It's like playing a guitar. It's not that hard. Whatever. Don't be jealous of good music. Shit. Oh, yeah, Creed is You know, good. all you people hate Creed, you're pretty trendy. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm the number one yeah. trendmeister. Yes, you are. I like I, I like one song from it, and I love the fucking song. Are that, you yeah. ready? Yeah, for us to come. No, come no. The no. first fucking Definitely, song. <laughs> fucking Definitely human, not that. Human yeah. Clay sold yeah. more than fucking two Van Halen albums. So put that Definitely where your mouth not is that at. that one. Well, that that albums sales don't necessarily uh, mean a great album now. It is a fucking I, great album was, now. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. They sold more than Backdoor Boys. No, they didn't. Yeah, they did. That yeah, one album, Human Clay, sold more than Millennium or whatever. Can you take me home? Yeah. You're yeah, missing the point right. of that album. The opening track, Are You Ready, is a fucking Who's banger. That? Tremonti is a fabulous fucking Tremonti rules, and you love Alter Bridge. Oh, I love Alter Bridge. Oh, much, better than I just said much, right. better, much better than Creed. It's all yes, you people look like better. Scott Stapp. Yes, he well, sucks. He, he's, he's one of those guys, man. He's, one, he's got that punch. Have you face. heard his album with the Art of uh, Rebellion? No. No. Art of Anarchy. Art of Anarchy, that one. Fucking amazing! Go no. listen to it, and you'll fucking hate no. me because I got you know, like Scott. Mark, Stan. Mark, no, Mark, Mark, Mark. Yeah, Mark. How can you stand torsion yourself all the time, man? How do you do it, man? <laughs> Jerry, you listen to this stuff. Jerry, you're gonna hate yourself when you go listen to Art of Anarchy, the second album. Uh, Scott Whelan was on the first. You know, I'm afraid to because I might like it. You will like it. And that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That no, I didn't tell you I won't. Scott Stapp did is amazing with that band. Like that, like that fucking circle song. I hate you for that, by the way. You're welcome. But uh, no. let's get to the next. I'll keep track. it real. Fuck Scott Stapp. <laughs> What's the next song? The next song is Flat Bottom Girls with Mark. Oh, so there's Flat Bottom Girls it. on the Freeform Rock Podcast. I have three words to say: Flat Bottom Girls. <laughs>
Yeah, pick flat bottom girls, dude. Flat bottom girls. Flat bottom girls. Flat bottom girls. Woo! Fat, fat, fat bottom girls. Yeah, let's get it right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, come I'll on, Mark. This, get, get let going. me quote the Freddie Mercury here. He was such a naughty nanny. He big woman. You made a big bad boy out of me. But no, you I made an asshole out of me. What are you talking asshole about? Asshole out of me. Whoa. <laughs> What's going on with Freddie? He must have first words. Before this, uh, by this time of the show. But yeah, this is just this is 
this is uh, arguably one of my favorite Queen songs. Love it, love it. Great, great song. Uh, that's that's the main reason why I picked it. This this flat out. It's a it's a good rocker. You got the nice. That's that's a. It's not the hardest guitar riff, but it's it's it just works perfectly for the song. Plus the beautiful you know harmony vocals. You know it's just it's awesome. I, I I do like it when it's mixed with bicycle race though. Just saying, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's, bicycle race is one of my favorite songs, man. Yeah, when when they 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 those blend too too well together. So well, I, was, I thought about Star Wars on that song. That's yeah, why you Star like Wars it. was yeah. never my thing. You know, whatever. And I don't like Star Wars. Never like Star Wars. Jo no, Jaws was never my thing, and I never liked Star. Wars. See, I like Jaws, and I love Star Wars, so I disagree with that one. Oh. Well, there you go. I love the first three movies, man. Brad Bottom Gizzards. What do you think about it, Mark? Oh, what I think about it, man. This is my yeah. wife's ringtone. Uh, glad the harmony. <laughs> glad, glad the harmony. She loves it, too. I said, what should I use? Should I use Black <laughs> Bottom Girl? She goes, yes. <laughs> so, uh, Roger and Freddie, something here, man. They fucking love this thing. Fucking, they're doing the harmonies together here. Roger Prominent singing with Freddie on this. Man, the band is in fucking full force. This translate, it's great to live. I'm fucking so jealous. Some people who got to see this band, man. This song mm -hmm. rules. So, Jerry, this is our first look into jazz. Am I correct on that one? Yes, yes, yeah. Great fucking album, man. This is, I agree with Mark Daly on this one, man. This is one of my favorite Queen songs, man. This is a song. That needs to be fucking played live, dude. I mean, it's incredible. I love the studio version, but live, man, just intensifies mm. it. Um, like I said, a little improv on the lyrics, uh, Freddie in this song. We know what that is now. but uh, And the fucking ending of this live version, the holy shit, that jam at the end is incredible, man. Um, I love this fucking song. Dude. I love the drop D tuning in the guitar. Brian May, incredible. Sometimes Roger Taylor seems to overpower Freddie at times. Am I the only one that thinks that? Yeah, I think oh, so. You hear his voice because oh. it's so distinctive. Yeah, it's yeah, like an abstract yeah, from Freddie. You know, <laughs> well, I, I meant that complimentary because the guy's an incredible. Yeah, singer. but I, I'm just saying it's really? cool. You could hear both of them at the same yeah, time. Except, except I'm in love with my car, but I'll give him a pass. It's on that like one, it's but. like Jack Blades and Kelly Keegan when they sing together, man. It's awesome. Oh Lord, come on. <laughs> But yeah, man, uh, fucking Rick Emmett and Gilmore. Yeah, okay. the Nelson like, twins. Well, what about Triumph? And those two sing together, man. Okay, yeah. This Grace is a great Slick, okay, come, on, come on, come on. Grace come on. Slick and Mickey Thomas. There you go. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh what about, what about what Gary Sharon? Gary Sharon. Yeah. Fucking you know the mask. Up, I love that song. What about, what about Let's Paul bring up Let's bring up Crash of the Crown while we're at it. Um, yeah. <laughs> Man, anyway, yeah. Anyway, dude, this is a fucking great team, dude. Man, love this fucking song, and I love it live. Man. <laughs> War. Yeah. What is up? What is up with Man of War lately? I mean, are they, I don't know. Really a lot of weirdos. I, no, I, I love Man of War, but it, they're just getting a lot of yes. love lately. I don't know why. Because they rule, Charles. Yeah, I agree. Yes, I am. Well, now, ironically, I've always laughed at Roger Taylor's high vocals on this song. I just think sometimes it's distracting. But God bless his heart, man. He gave it his all. The guitar, though, is just as good as the studio version. Yeah. Right, Jerry? Yeah. It yeah, sounds like, oh, like point yeah. on point. 
I always love songs of drop. Oh, man, he plays it so well. But you see, kids, long before Sir Mix-a-Lot, Queen was all about that badunk. <laughs> Google the naked bike race. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, this is a good version of the song, but man, Roger Taylor's backing vocals are really poor on this version to me. I always laugh at it. I'm sure it wasn't their intention. Uh, this version is almost, and I mean almost as funny as most Poison songs. Oh! Just just because of those terrible backing vocals. Well, you know, maybe it's the like, guy didn't oh, mix it right. Maybe he put maybe. Roger too it's far like, up in the mix. Because he was like, oh! It sounded like Brian I, Johnson. I bet if they, I bet if they dropped his backing vocals like a second, it would sound better. Maybe. It's like a cross between a, crack, a cat crying when you step on his tail. I kind of agree or, with that. I was wondering why he was louder yeah. than Yeah. Yeah. And, and and that old lady at church who can't sing, but no one will say ah! shit because yeah. it's church. Even Jerry was saying that his voice was a little prominent. Oh, it was. I just said I just said overpowered. That's all I said. I didn't. Say I mean, I still think it's worth checking out yeah. though. And I'm Even in love with my car rules, Jerry. You're wrong. Right, that fucking sucks. It's totally worth checking out though. You know, it's far from perfect. Uh, vocally, because of Roger, no offense to Roger, I always laugh. When I heard it today, it reminded me of the CD, and I laughed then. Uh, but musically, it damn near is perfect. It's fantastic, except for the mix on those vocals. It's, in my it's opinion. a really hard song to sing. Like, even even Extreme, when they played it at the Freddie Mercury concert, Gary was slightly flat hitting some notes. Uh, not to be nitpicky, like I said, it's, but it's a really hard song to sing. So I'll, yeah. give, I'll give a pass on that. Oh, it's not horror. It's just, yeah. It just makes me laugh the way Rogers. Oh, won't you take me home tonight? You sound like Axl Rose, dude. That yeah. like you should have a fucking Guns N' Roses cover band, man. <laughs> it's hilarious. This isn't the only song where his, his vocals overpower Freddie in my opinion. A little bit. Well, sometimes it works. I thought it was Brian May at first, but I watched the video. And no, it's Roger. Well, I was kind Definitely of Roger. upset about one song on here. But uh, mm -mm. then we get to a crazy little thing called love, and I'll go first on this one. Yeah, Freddie knows those three gar three chords on the guitar, making jokes. Uh, I love this song. Yeah. It always reminded me of fucking like uh, tribute to Elvis, which I found out later it kind of was. Yeah, I'm funny. rockabilly. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking cool how Freddie just sounds a little bit like Elvis on this one and translates well into the live version. Really well done, guys. I fucking love it, Mark. Crazy little thing all love. This is Freddie uh, getting a str strumming away on his uh, guitar. You know, like uh, you, you always bring it up on the stage, saying, "I always wanted to play the guitar, but I didn't know how to play." Uh, he, he's being modest. Or he's, he he knew how to play the guitar, but you know, this is like you said, the, and the and the chords on that are, are aren't really simple either. Because my brother, he's the uh, he showed me how to play it. And uh, there was one chord, I think it was an E sus chord. I can't remember. I, I can't recall, but yeah, they're not your typical uh, guitar chords like major minor. You know, it's but it's a great song. And uh, actually, uh, memory serves me right. The first time I saw Queen play, they played this on Saturday Night Live, and a great, great song. You know, fantastic performance. Nice. So, what do you think about it, Jerry? Um. Yeah, I think. Uh... 
I think the song was actually written in the D, and they got the D sus four. D sus four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's got, got a little B flat C and which, G in it. Which See, is we, really, we, we got guitar which, people on this. Which episode. is really you guys get your technical shit. You guys are. Yeah, right. I, I, I get into my opinion on the guitar part when we get to it. <laughs> I, love having, um, I having I love having people who could play on as goes. It's awesome. Well, I'm a former player, unfortunately. Well, you still know I, more. I, than I still I know what I'm talking about. I'm still trying. Yeah. My hands have failed me. My hands have failed me. Yeah, but, stop um, selling your guitars, bitch. Um, <laughs> all right, here's going to be a very unpopular opinion about this song. I never liked the song, man. <gasps> never did, man. And there's just one part. There's one part of the song I just never fucking liked, and I don't mean anything bad by it, but that fucking Ready Freddy part just always <laughs> bothered me, man. I, I I'm sorry, dude. Billy, um, dude. Especially live when Roger goes, Freddy, Freddy! Rockabilly, like, oh. man. It's like old-time fucking street cat shit, you know? I, no, I just never really old cared for Ricky the song. Nelson. I love it. But but with that being said, it does have a great outro solo live, which kind of saves it. But I, and I'm sorry, I never really, never really liked the song, but live they do it definitely better. Well, except for the fucking Ready Freddy part. But so I'll give it a three out of five, man. I, I was never crazy about this yeah. song. I'm sorry. I think the game's one of my favorite albums. But uh, Charles, what do you think about it? Well, let's see. There it is. See, I can't play that shit. Lisbon, Carlos, Angel. Hey, hey, hey. what other podcast do you have a, a guy who plays guitar on it? Come on, man. Yeah. Fucking, we rule. So, uh, you know, featuring Freddie on acoustic guitar, playing the only chords he knows, and far from expertly, by the way, on this version. But, hey, man, I mean, there is someone that can outplay on the guitar. I can't play outplay CC. Man, I play Freddie. Uh, I've always dug this song, and I probably always will. I'm not sure if I'm so wild about the piano on this version. I guess it's okay. Oh, uh, Brian, yeah, Brian May is ripping on it. But unfortunately, he didn't bring out the Fender Telecaster, which is where he got that real cool tone on the studio version. Mm -hmm. Overall, yeah, yeah, overall, this one works really well, though, in the end, and I'm sure people are grooving to it. And the backing vocals weren't horrid. So that definitely helps it. The play out at the end is fantastic. I yes. thought it was a great version of the song. Despite a couple things I'd have done different if I was in the band. But it was still really good. All right. So now we get to Bohemian Rhapsody, which uh, Jerry picked. He, he, uh -oh. actually, he actually did pick uh, what somebody to love, right, Jerry? You picked no, that. I picked Love of My Life. Love of My Life. But uh, I'm sorry about that because I said, because he picked another song. I said, well, it goes with that song. I said, you know what? We're different. Pick what you want. And he changed it to this one. So I'm uh, sorry, Jerry. I suck. Uh, so we That's get right. to uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is a great pick. So here it is on the Freeform Rock po Podcast.
right, Jerry, you pick Bohemian Rhapsody because I fucked you up. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of I was on the spot when I picked this one, but man, I'm, I, I mean, it isn't like I picked a total shitter. I mean, this song fucking is awesome, dude. I love A Night of the Opera, man. Great album. Got this cool little opening before it gets into the verse. I love it. I mean, I can do without. Is this the real life part? Oh, get the studio come version? on! No, I, I, I like it, but man, I love how it starts out with it, right into the verse. I love that. And of course, the middle part is is taped. You know, I mean, well, you can't really yeah. perform that live really without you know studio effects. But um, and who cares about that? It's a, I mean, it's a song. Jesus, talk about a what do you call that when you? What opus magnum is that we call it? Magnus opus. Magnus opus. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. I'm fucking drunk. But anyway, dude. Kansas I mean, rules. Thank you, fucking Mike Myers, for keeping this song alive, man, to this day. To this fucking day. And Freddie was, when this song came out, he said, You're not fucking cutting this motherfucker. You're playing the whole thing or don't play it at all. And I respect him for that. But man, they performed this song so well live. Um,. I mean, what else more can I say, dude? It's a fucking legendary performance, a legendary song from a legendary band, dude. Five out of five. The 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 Doors did that first, saying "Don't cut our single." Back light my fire, light, light my, my fire. fire. Right? Yeah, he said he doesn't yeah. want it cut. Yeah. Uh, Jim Morrison rules. But uh, let's see, Bohemian Rhapsody. You went, Jerry. So, uh, Mark, what do you think about this man? This the iconic song. Uh, it's I I I. I did get a lot of burnout factor over this song over the years, so it was great revisiting Queen again with this album because I hadn't listened to Bohemian Rhapsody in its entirety for uh, quite a while. So it was really refreshing to hear it after not, you know, for such a long time. It's, it's like I said, it's through, it's a brilliant song, brilliant songwriting, brilliant, brilliant playing, and uh, I did a little just want to interject something about Wayne's World. Freddie Mercury actually did get to see. The, the movie before his death because the, the movie came out after his death but he did get to see the scene where they're they're jamming on Bohemian's Rhapsody in their car and he, they said he, he busted out hysterical after and he loved it so and that, that, that was confirmed by Brian May that he did see it yeah. so I'm glad to get to see that because that's just the you know iconic scene right there you know? so fantastic song love it yeah it makes me want to watch Wayne's World 1 and 2 today after this is over <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, who didn't do that in the car when that came out? When that part came up, you know what I mean? Dude, I did everybody, it before that. Everybody, I did yeah, that before that. It. Yeah, like <laughs> Charles is saying. Okay. I had that Queen. No, I went and bought that Queen Greatest Hits album that was forty bucks in Pasadena. I felt, I felt like validated when it hit again because yeah. I knew the song. Yeah. I mean, maybe a few of you guys, y'all are slightly a little older than me. I'm not picking. I'm just saying the truth. And so for a kid my age to be into Bohemian Rhapsody, it was a little strange at the yeah. time. So yeah, I, I felt like really validated when everybody else was like, oh, that rules. Yeah, I knew that back in like 1980. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Three. I totally agree because I, I went and bought that Queen's Greatest Hits. Everybody at work, oh, you like Queen? I go, yeah, my manager loved Queen. So me and my manager would bond over my greatest hit CD. But he oh, yeah. had all the old vinyls. He had all the I old mean, programs from them. When, when you look about when this is released, I'm sorry, Mark, man. Um, what sounded like this song back Nothing. Then? Nothing. Nothing. I mean, it was a total fucking shot in the arm. Maybe, maybe like the Beatles would have tried, but even the Beatles couldn't do this. No. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, as much as I love the Beatles, they they just never got to this kind of yeah. grandiose. And you got to give Roy Thomas Baker mad oh, credit too. What, what a great, what a great producer. producer! He produced the cars, yeah. dude. Yeah. And and he and he did a little of Chinese democracy. He did. But I digress. Those cars albums with Roy Thomas Baker. Oh, they were awesome. Oh fuck, yeah. man. Phenomenal. What a great producer. Love the cars. But anyway. Who's on the big yeah, Sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I think it was. Uh, I didn't say anything. You got, you were finishing, and uh, Mark, uh, did you? Already, you already talked about it, right? Yes. Yes. All right. You interrupted Mark, the other Mark. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's what I meant, Mark. That's that's who I meant. Yeah. Say, just say Dolly daily. Yeah, I can't. I can't be wrong there. You know. Yeah, just so. say Dolly because uh, it's like when I used to work at In and Out, we had two Mark Taylors. One was the second manager, and one was me, the peon backup house worker and uh he comes back to me and says you know what i'm gonna call you junior so uh mark you're gonna be called dolly <laughs> all right dolly's now on. dolly let's call him dolly he's the dolly llama all right <laughs> just messing with you mark so now bohemian rhapsody well fucking cool bohemian rhapsody live let's see if they could pull this off okay they're using tapes apart in the middle which you can't play in them. You can't really do that live unless you bring up a fucking whole choir with them. You know, that that's fucking cool. I understand people doing that for ambiance and shit. I have no problem with the tapes on things like this. This is cool. Everything else is live. This song does translate well. Brian May's solo is amazing. And the band just knocks it fucking out of the park. Charles. I actually always marvel at people saying this is a burnout song. Uh, Me too. It isn't my favorite Queen song. I referenced that in Somebody to Love. I like Somebody to Love a little more than this, but I do know for damn sure I never tire hearing this song. It opens with that interesting little piano figure from Freddie and then into Pure Comfort Zone, man. In my opinion, Mercury had vocal talents that just defy the laws and norms of man. I highly doubt that there's been a rock singer talent as talented as this man was. Yep. His singing is so great on this version. Brian May's solo is flawless. The whole band is just marvelous on this. And yes, they played the tape of the opera section, which they always did, by the way, and that uh, which it works somehow, and it always did. And when that live guitar kicks in, much like on the Flash going into the Hero, when you hear that live guitar kick in towards the end of the tape, the excitement just flows. And if you don't feel that, then I can't help you too much because you're dead inside. A great live version of this all-time classic. Oh, to have been there to see this show. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have a question though. I have a question about this song, man. You guys know was that just them four doing that part? Yes, yes. over and over and over. over. Multi they, made, they made fucking Roger do those high notes. Hello! You know, yep. <laughs> you, can, you can definitely hear them. Uh, yeah, that's amazing, dude. I mean, what a fucking band, dude. I think it was like I don't know. We need that other guy that dude, nobody wants to talk to. He probably knows how many tracks it was, but it was. 16 or something. I don't know. It was multi, multi, multi track the vocals. When, when it was saw, incredible. Hey, when you saw uh, Adam Lambert, like uh, when Paul Rogers, he would let yeah. Freddie on the video do that middle part. Does Adam Lambert let Freddie do that middle they, part? They had Freddie do the whole part until the 
So you think you can yeah. look? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was like off Rodgers, too. Yeah. yeah. It was off Freddie until the You have to part. have Freddie start that song, man. So Yeah, and then it went right into the classic video, which they consider the first true music video of all time. Bohemian yeah, see, that's, that's, that's cool about seeing them live now is they know who got them there and they still celebrate yeah. Freddie well, live. That's why they separate the amazing. singers from the band. They said Paul Rogers and Queen, Adam Lambert and Queen, yeah. Queen Atlanta, you know, they, they don't call it a true Queen. You know they're a tribute act. Yeah. They just said yeah. Yeah. two members of Queen and then we got this vocalist. They're not making it full on Queen, you know. Yep, no problem with that to me. Where did you see the Adam Lambert show anyway? Was it over in Europe? I, I saw it in Houston. In Houston, okay. I'm playing yeah. over here with my wife, and I want to. I want to see Queen because I, I would go. I, I want to see that so fucking bad, dude. People, these guys aren't getting younger, Mark. Yeah, I know. And when I saw Brian May, he had straight white hair. Yeah, I want to see Brian Dude. Adams, man. Yeah, well, good. Good luck to you. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to the next track, which, Charles, you picked. So you're yeah. going to tie your mother down on the Freeform Rock podcast.
Yeah, I guess Jerry said took his song. Tie your mother down, Charles. Well, we're off to a day at the races. Yeah. And one of the more rocking Queen songs. And I've always dug this motherfucker right here, man. Such a jam. <clears throat> I mean, Brian May, absolutely on fire. It does feature a few shaky backing vocals. But not as silly but not as silly as Fat Bottom Girls. Yeah, it works a lot more. Roger Taylor's slamming on it with them drums to me, but to me it's all about May's great guitars. But she breaks out the slide a little bit, which is cool. And of course Freddie's just singing his heart out, but yet what when wasn't he? And but then again he was so effortless at the same time. We just keep flowing here. A great version. Last song before the encore and the gig, and what a way to make them beg for more. Excellent track here. So what do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, shit, dude. Talk about a fun song to play on guitar, dude. You got that A chord with that little C bend. Incredible riff. Um, one of my favorite Queen songs of all time. I noticed... Uh, uh, maybe Freddie was a little fatigued in this song. Of course, this is a hard song to sing. There's a lot of fucking quick vocals in it. His voice is cracking a little bit. This to me, you can hear and, him out uh, of breath a little bit, right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm wondering. I'm wondering. You know, I didn't notice until I saw the movie. To be honest with you, I mean, because I never worried about his vocals before they did the live aid performance. I don't know how true that is, or you know, because I know he had some vocal issues. I don't know if it started around this time, but. With that being said, well, he I mean, did he does the, the album "The Miracle," dude. He sounded great on that. But well, I mean, you could polish anything up in this studio. Well, but, and also you know. uh, the the Highlanders. Yeah, no, I just was that, but, uh, man. To me, I might be goofy, but the show must go on. I think is the most moving vocal he ever did. Who wants to? In my opinion, oh, dude. Who wants to live for? Well, that's great too, but the yeah. show must go on. Oh man. yeah, that makes me cry Holy. because that's that's him in the studio. Uh, I tell you. I tell you, the one that makes me cry is the uh, Days of Our Lives video, man. Yeah, yeah, he looked bad. I, I, looked I didn't bad. even know that was Freddie when I first saw that. I did not even know that was. It looked like a clown. I was like, who this? It guy? was sad because Brian May couldn't be there to do that video. They actually did his part separately in the video, and um, I don't think he was there when Freddie died too. Actually, which is I, I didn't have video until he died, so I had no idea it was it, he looked that bad. Like. Yeah, I didn't. I was like, "Who is?" That? I mean, he was this dude in this cat sweater. I'm like, "Who is this guy?" And I you know, they, kept telling, they kept telling Freddie to take a break during the studio to do yeah. the show. Must go on. Says, no, I need to finish. This I song. mean, I yes. Yeah. I mean, he ripped the show. Must go on, and he was in such bad shape, dude. Yeah. When he did, yeah, he would say phenomenal. He just take vodka shots, and they propped him up in front of the mic, dude, and he fucking nailed it, dude. God damn, <laughs> fucking legend. Yeah, that, that's why the show must go on. Beats who wants to live forever for me, but yeah. because of the state that Freddie was in when he recorded that, Jeez. it was pure heart know. and soul. Guts, guts. guts. Dude, who, wants, who wants to live forever for Brian and his vocal That was great song. too. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! What a fucking song that is, man. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, tie your mother down, man. Another fucking classic. Love it. So, what do you think about it, Mark? Uh, another classic Queen song. Uh, it's been towards the end, but and Freddie's tiring out a little bit, but he's still bringing it. And uh, just uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but this song was covered very, in my opinion, poorly by George Lynch's band, the Lynch Mob. Didn't I like, like that. 
version. I love it. No, never heard it. On so the second tell. Lynch Mob album, self-titled yes. Lynch Mob album. Uh, Tangled uh, in the Web of Love is a fucking great song, man. Come on. I like the Lynch Mob, but I just didn't I didn't feel they kept... Well, you know, maybe it's because I love Queen so much. Whenever another oh, band I, tries... It, it's not as good as Queen, but it's a good version. All right, okay. That's fair enough, fair enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually... I, we we I played in the band. We jammed the song. And it's it's a it really gets the it gets everybody going. It's it's definitely a a stop your foot kind of song. Great great classic song. Love it. Yeah, and uh, uh, this is one of my all time Queen favorite songs. Man, really good live. A lot of energy in the crowd is on into this shit, man. This fucking rules, Charles. Oh, you're yes, sir. This song. <laughs> yeah, it was my song. It was your song. So that Jerry, did you talk about it? Yes, yeah. he did. All right. Then We're we on to the next one. We move to the next song, which is Another One Bites the Dust. Which, which came off the encore. This is the opening song after the encore, by the way. Well, go ahead, folks start, at home. Okay, cool. Uh, another One Bites the Dust. A slightly more rocking version of this all-time classic, man. You get more guitar on this. Unfortunately, Deaky's bass is a little too muddy on this version for my liking. But that's about all I can find wrong with this version, man. Thankfully, the uh, Roger didn't sing too much, uh, and and Brian did pretty good on those backing vocals. I'm not really too wild about the hip hop scatting Freddie did in the middle. But yeah. Then, but then again, it might be just listening to it and not being at the gig because maybe it, it would have been more awesome watching it and seeing it. In the big scope of things, those are rather small criticisms, though. Uh, overall, I think it's still a pretty good version of the track, but it doesn't quite get with the studio version to me. Def it's a decent listen, but it misses the R&B feel of the original. I feel it's a little sped up, and, and like John De Deacon's vase should be higher in the mix, but Ryan, Brian May's guitar is fucking rip. And uh, fucking, I, I'm just going, why the fuck are you talking about that scatting that he's doing? Yeah, live, he's <laughs> Freddie do that to the audience. You know, it's like, you're like, yeah, yeah. But listening to it on a recorded, I think we need to watch that live. To get yeah. it, like you said, Charles. So it, it's a cool track. I love it. I like the studio version a lot better. I think it's a lot groovier. And uh, I guess uh, Jerry or Mark, you're next, right? Who's next? Yes, no one bites the dust. You know, this is you know, this is good disco queen. Like, uh, <laughs> like you know, this bad disco queen is good disco queen. This is this is disco good. rules. Disco yeah. sucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say this though: the the the, the guitar is a little beefier. It's even better in uh, Alive at Wembley, '86, uh, and the bass sounds perfect. Now, that's that that was the one they released. Uh, I think it was after Freddie Mercury died, but it was a, it was a good. I picked that up when it came out, so that that, that one that one sounds really good. This one sounds pretty good, but I, if you want to do a comparison between the two songs, I go with Clean Lively. That's definitely an album everybody should buy for sure, and or, or download. So, all right, what about you, Jerry? I just have a question: Is this this is a, is this their first live album, or was it Live Killers? What was their first Live Killers? Live Killers. Was was, okay. For that. Yeah. Okay. Um, Josh. Okay. Oh, wow. I've been a fucking great fucking tour. Um, another one bites the dust again. Uh, unpopular opinion coming up. 
uh, I never cared for this song. Oh. If I never, oh. if I never, oh. if I, if I never hear this, I'm dying. If I never hear this song again in my life, I'll be all right. It was the junkyard it. dogs theme song originally, Jerry. <laughs> well, I guess you're going into some rap I mean, Okay, okay. I mean, it's, it's a little sped up. Um, yeah. and you're right about Freddie's little scat version in the middle of there. Ooh, the yeah, sound effects. That was just as bad as fucking Paul Stanley's stage rap. <laughs> again, again, like I said, maybe John Deacon should stay away from the songwriting and just play the bass. Um, uh, I mean, you can't, oh, you can't deny... Oh, studio you, you rules. You, that was you the biggest deny, hit, dude. Yeah, yeah, you can't deny the impact of this song. I mean, it was a moneymaker. It was a huge hit. But I didn't really care for it. Does it suck? No. I mean, obviously not. But I never really... Oh, like I said, if I never hear this song again in my life, I'll be all right. But with that being said, I'll give it a three out of five still. I And to be fair, I did hear another one, Bites of Dust, before that Greatest Hits album, which was the opening track of that Greatest Hits album. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember the order of the song. Dude, I, you know what? But you know which one I had for real? And let's see who's really, truly, like, kids in our age was crazy little thing called love on chipmunk punk oh yeah i have that I, album I, dude it had call me by blondie on there too yeah yeah, yeah i had that album dude. tom petty yeah and it had ironically my sharona yeah. and good girls don't they put two knack songs on yeah. that motherfucker and coming soon to a review new year you kids is get the knack we will be doing that eventually i promise you that one I promise I, you, we're going to get the knack. I know that one song by him, so that'll be interesting. So. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Oh, Mark's already get the knack. Man, oh, they had two good ones, yeah. I think. But get the knack is the one we all know. All right. So what are we going to next? So we're here? going to Sheer Heart Attack, which you picked, Charles. Oh, I did. So here's yeah. Sheer Heart Attack on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean and join the Freeform Rock podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show.
Okay, Charles, you picked Sheer Heart Attack, man. Well, this track is probably either my second or third all-time favorite Queen track. Um, curiously, off News of the World, my favorite Queen album. And not the LP, Sheer Heart Attack. Uh, oh, well, I guess it wasn't just Zeppelin that did that. You know, make a song and then not putting it in the title track and make an album later with the oh, name. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, this is another one of those absolute fucking rocking songs Queen did. I'm glad to see they had it on the set list for this tour and that it's on the album. The frantic pace definitely evokes what I'm going to assume having your heart about ready to explode seems like. Uh, it's just as power. It's just a powerful tour to force of a song. Brian May's backing vocals. Well, actually, it was Roger Taylor. Uh, it was kind of funny mode here, but not near as shitty as Fat Bottom Girls. Great version of the track. Brian is playing very exper experimental like on his solo. It's just furious and frenzied, and I fucking love it. You know the original uh, Roger singing lead on it, right? Yeah, I yeah. 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 I never knew that. Yeah, Roger yeah. sang lead on Sheer Heart Attack yeah. on the album. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know he wrote the on song. News of the World, but uh, yeah, I'll go next then. Roger's kicking ass, but what the fuck is like Freddie singing lead on the song? Fucking Roger has more it, punk But punk. it didn't work, though? It was... Well, I'm saying it's just weird because I'm used to the studio version with Roger kicking ass on this song. And, I, and I'm going, why is Freddie taking this? I don't know. Maybe Roger had a bad night. Or maybe that's why he was singing out of key. Uh, maybe that's why Freddie took over. But you could hear Roger singing in the background with Freddie. But I think Roger should be more upfront on it. I do like this version. I think Freddie does do a good job. But I, I think Roger would have done it better. Uh, that's my mm. review on that one. And then we get to uh, wow. uh, Jerry. This song totally sucks balls. Ooh. Said no one ever. I didn't know balls. <laughs> this he fucking song. This song fucking smokes live, dude. I love this song. And uh, Charles, you said this is one of your favorite Queen songs. I agree. Yeah. I don't know if you said that or not. But, uh, yes, I Holy shit. Freddy. doesn't matter who. It's a great song. This is another one of the songs where Roger kind of overpowers Freddie a little bit. Well, Roger yeah. seems I wish... lead on this one, though. That's yeah, I know. Track. But still, yeah. But Queen is, uh, he's like he's like so loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he's not Freddie Mercury, the yeah. greatest I mean, singer ever. Heart Attack works with Roger. Yeah, I, I, I wish Queen would have continued this sound in the 80s, but I get it, man. Sounds were changing. They got it back in the you know the miracle and innuendo at the end, but uh, yeah. And this is it this is Queen the, in my. The Dude, we like it. Highlander like soundtrack. Shut up. We okay. Like you're Don't right, Mark. Okay. Highlander soundtrack. Too. <laughs> nah, good point. I mean, kind of ma uh, different kind of magic is. Uh, Mark's yeah. always trying to sway opinions. About it. Well, he did actually there, but uh, yeah, well, yeah because, Jerry, because I like you gotta I don't say. want you to sound stupid, so I want to help no, you out. Dude. Well, you know, I, I, that'll never happen as long as you're the co-host on the show. Oh, oh burn. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, Mark, this is absolutely no. I'm just, I'm just kidding, brother. Sure, I mean, uh, Let Jerry uh, say what he's got to say. Goddamn, fucking, fucking gem of a song, dude, man. And fucking even, in, they'd even, you know, multiply it live, dude. This is fucking legendary queen, man. Five out of five. What do you think about it? Fuck Mark? yes. 
great. That's a great song off the Sheer Heart Attack album. It's sort of, I, 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 was, I, I was off News of the World. Off News of the yeah, World, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I now I gotta listen. I don't want to listen to News of the World more after you. After news of the World rules. Yes, it, my it, favorite. It goes. It, it can go back and forth because honestly, all seventies Queen. You know, you can't go wrong with any album in the seventies. True that. True that. It, it's it's kind of like like Led Zeppelin. You know, up to a point and Black Sabbath. Some of these bands. To are a point. Stuff. Wait a minute. To a point, Led Zeppelin. Well. Well, because pre- you know, you, you can, I don't know anybody. I don't want anybody that calls Presence the best Led Zeppelin album. I'm just saying, it, 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 I like the album Presence, but it does. Well, have it's not the best, but it's better than say. Physical uh, graffiti is better. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like I said. Oh come on, physical graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's awesome. It's second to its own mainstream art arguments in this episode it's second it's why second to, to exile why are you trying to it's second me? it's second to exile on main street it was the best album in the 70s but it's really good it's awesome no not quite as physical graffiti kicks not quite as good as houses i have holy. both of them i own Ooh. both of them vinyl that's the best album ever recorded man. you don't like houses of the holy oh, oh i love houses of the house of the holy has the crunch so <laughs> That, that, that ruins the album for me. <laughs> Where's that confounded bridge? The crunch. Where's that goddamn bridge? Shit up. Has anybody seen the bridge? They blew it up, dude. Have you seen it? Have the you ocean? seen the bridge? <laughs> Nobody likes the ocean. I take. It. I love the ocean. I love the ocean. I sing it too. No, ocean. ocean's got a that's, that's classic rap down. Over the hills. Over the hills and yeah, far away. Yeah, but physical graffiti. Physical graffiti is like the Beatles' White Album. It's so fucking eclectic that it. No, really let's works. not go that far. Let's yes. not go that far. Right, Jerry? Physical graffiti. Physical graffiti is everything Led Zeppelin was the first. Yes, it was always second to the Beatles. But what is the next? What? What? Lamar, keep going about. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. We were talking yeah, we're about. going well, we're talking about I don't want to get into these arguments here. <laughs> I love Everybody Zeppelin, talked about sheer heart attack, right? Yes, yeah, we did. It rules everybody. <laughs> yeah, no, especially I, I Mark it'd be better with Roger singing it, yeah. Oh, you're out of your and mind. Did we get do, you to... do you like cats getting their tails smashed by rocking chairs? You must <laughs> like the original version of Views of the World is better. With Roger okay. singing it. It it's was like, awesome, though. I listen, love it. Listen, now you know my pain when, when Peter Chris sings. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Peter Chris They have the awesome. same type of voice. Peter Chris they don't. Rules. Roger no, they does don't. it better than Peter Chris. They have that rough-sounding voice. Have you ever heard Whatever. the song Hard Luck Woman, which yes. we reviewed last year on this channel? Did I like it? Yes. You should have. I don't think I did. I think that was a real imitation of uh, because Ross you Stewart. like yeah, that's you what like I said. Because you like oh. my way. You like my oh, way. Jesus Christ, Mark. <laughs> yes. Hard like woman sounds like a fucking. It was supposed to go to fucking Rod Stewart. It should have went. Uh, no, it shouldn't. It should have went to Peter Chris, the best singer in Kiss. Oh, What's the next song? Hands down. Next song yes. is "We Will Rock You," uh, Jerry. Uh oh. Well, this is more of the standard album version, in my opinion. I mean, like I guess that's the classic uh, sing-along crowd song, but, you know, it's pretty much, you know, uh, similar to the studio version. Um, it's cool. I mean, I like it. Nothing special. That's all we got to say about that. The fast version was better. 
Yeah. I agree. Yeah. So what do you think about it, uh, Mark? Yeah, same here. Uh, fast version. I don't think we really need to hear the song twice, but it just it interludes into the next song, so it's, it's kind of like a standard. They have to kind of do it. But plus, you know, the fans, they kind of come to see, hear the certain tracks. So you know, it's, it's, it's all right. You know, not, not bad, not great. You know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, and they were like using tapes to start the song and then until Freddie went into to his stuff live. It's fucking cool. I like it, but I like the fast version better because they didn't use tapes to start it off. What do you think about it, Charles? Uh, the original arrangement of We Will Rock You, and I did happen to see them play this live with, uh, probably it would just, uh, without Freddie and Deaky, uh, with Roger and Brian with what's his shit. But it's, uh, usually always the same arrangement. And I can say I actually prefer the fast We Will Rock You more, but not more than the studio version. I think uh, Roger tries to bring the beat the best he can, and but it always pales the studio version to me on that end. Uh, something about the sound of it. Pretty sang, sang it great. Brian Brian's guitar solo though is absolutely flawless. Damn near note to note to the studio version, Jerry. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, damn near. Even the uh, solo at the end. Even solo at oh the end yeah. Good version, but most are anyway. I, I just think it always lacked from the studio, though. But as somebody, I guess they were just stomping in the studio version. It wasn't really guitar or drums. Mm -hmm. It was some weird shit they were doing, and it sounded awesome. And Roger would try, but it just didn't really ever quite hit the same mark. But it was cool. I still didn't hate it. It was all right. Right, so then we get to the next song, We Are the Champions, which Jerry picked. So here's uh, We Are the Champions on the Freeform Rock podcast. Yes, he picked it without We Will Rocky because he's a pimp. All right, here we go. Fortunate and the Lord with it. I thank you all. I'm just in the bed of roses, I can tell you. 
Yeah, Jerry's a pimp. He split up the song, which is cool, man, because we fucking rule. Jerry, you pick We Are the Champions, man. Again, man. Like I said, I mentioned the the magnum opus. Uh, this is probably another close contender to Bohemian Rhapsody as far as, you know, their legendary status of this band. Holy shit, what a great song this is, man. I mean, every time a, a sports team fucking wins a championship, what song do you hear over the loudspeaker? We are the champions. I mean, legendary tune and live. Oh, dude, they fucking just nailed Do you remember singing that after you won a sporting event? I remember after the 49ers won in 94, just singing that song all night. I, re yeah. but, I remember uh, singing it in 2016 when the Cavs won the NFL. Yeah. Even the fucking, the, how they end this song is hauntingly beautiful. I mean, it's an incredible song. They do it fantastic live. Fucking Freddie Mercury, dude, man. This is the guy who almost two packs a fucking day, dude, with that voice, man. I mean, come on. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable performance. Unbelievable album. And, you know, what a great way to end it. Great concert ending, too. What do you think about it, Mark? Like you guys mentioned, you know, this is like when your team wins the champion, you know, think about it. We are the champions, you know. It's like it's the camaraderie of friends, and, you know, it's it's a, it's a standard that it's a song that should be always played every time a, a, a team wins a championship. And I, I, I really like to know what these guys were thinking of when they wrote that song. Was, it, was that something they were trying to achieve? They big sports fans. I don't know, but this. No, I think they. I think you wrote that about the band in total, man. I think. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I paid my due time after time. We've done my. And Freddie, just Freddie yeah. in general. He was yeah. sure. rather flamboyant. That guy. Yeah. He. Yeah. But it, it's great that they had that moxie. You know, it's like it's they needed that to be to be this big band. You know, and, uh, they needed the. The, all of the the great personalities of the band. Although you know, I guess you could say John Deacon was kind of like the the blah kind of of the band. They, they kind of like pointed out in the movie too. If, if you ever seen Bohemian Rhapsody, yeah, they, they, they kind of rag they, they kind of rag on him a lot in that movie. If you think right. He did, yeah. I think I think Freddie Mercury, the actor, said that you're just there kind of thing. That's that's what he yeah, said. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ramy Malik, dude, he did great. Freddie Mercury. Yeah, the guy who played Deacon snapped back at him and said, "Shut up and Deacon, play." You know. Deacon was one of the most underrated bass players. Yeah, ever. absolutely. Yeah, I'm a fanboy, and not much you know of personality, but still the the, the backbone of the band, though. But that's yeah. that's like I said, it's like it's a perfect way to end the concert for sure. Yeah, man. So then uh, I always loved the emotion of Freddie's voice in this song, and I remember is that I when I was a kid at the schoolyard, and we'd fucking win a a kickball or something we always sing we are the champions you know fucking walking off the field and shit and, and singing it with like the Niners and the Dodgers uh, mostly I love LA for the Dodgers right now oh, in the yeah. game yeah, 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 yeah. when the game ends at Dodger Stadium and they play I love LA you know you won the team won fuck yeah, yeah, the best yeah. team in baseball whatever yeah like, sure fuck the are. Yankees anyway well, they can't beat <laughs> the Yankees they can't the Yankees, beat the Astros, though. They can't the Yankees beat the Astros. are in last. The Yankees Dude, the are in Astros last place. cheated. Woo! <laughs> but they beat you. <laughs> all right, all right. All right, man. Well, let's, yeah! Let's, let's, let's suck fucking rules. <laughs> Lakers.
rule. LeBron rules. Yeah, the Fuck Lakers the rule. Fuck the Lakers. The Lakers. Fuck LeBron. <laughs> Fuck LeBron. No, I'm not. Dude, Jerry, I can't say fuck LeBron. Thank fuck you. LeBron, the biggest flopper street. in the league. I'm, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Fuck that. He broke the streak in Cleveland, Ohio. The man is a All goddamn right. god All amongst right. men. Uh, okay, I Thank understand you. now. I understand, Charles. I understand that. Problem. Even though the Lakers, he won in the bubble. Dude, the, the bubble was nothing. the hardest thing to play. Yeah, they played. No, it wasn't. Yes, right, it was. Charles, there was no Charles. fans. People were getting fucking yeah, sick. Jerry. I'm not going out and seeing my family. I have one Mark. question for Charles. Jerry. Yeah. yeah. They what played almost Jerry? a complete what? season. Yeah, okay. God damn what? it, Mark. Let's what was your go. reaction, Charles, when you heard LeBron, Shea, LeBron James say, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach? I was upset. I yeah. thought that was dumb. But he, but in you know what? Everybody does that now. He it's came not back. Like he, he came no, back not as bad as he does, man. man. He came he back. Just, he just he promised us a title. He promised us uh, a title, and we beat statistically by their record the greatest team in the history of the NBA. He came back down from one to three. The only time it ever happened. Can, in the history of the can NBA. I ask, can I ask you guys? Any oh, yeah. teammate that LeBron has ever played with, they fucking love him. Do they? Kyrie shit, loves him? Kyrie Irving loves him. Really? That's why he jumped to go to LA. Huh? I love LeBron, but... Uh, no, but all his teammates talk nothing about All of his him. teams turn to shit once he leaves. Because they have to talk nice about him. If they talk bad about yeah. him, they can be on the train. That's why I like the Lakers. They're kind of building. They're building around. He is the league. They're building yeah. around uh, Anthony Davis, not LeBron, right now. So that's pretty cool. Oh yeah. Well, either way, good luck with that. Well, what's cool. the, we're on. We are the champions. So let's yeah. get back to music. Yeah, get on here. your track. <laughs> the uh, well, traditional. Okay. Sorry. Well, Jerry did it, right? Jerry, yeah, Jerry, did Marky, did you do it? Yes, I did. Yeah. I think it's man. me. The traditional closer, along with its lead-in, we will rock you. Uh, I can understand the burnout on both of these tracks. Uh, unfortunately, in the first chorus, I hear a few mistakes musically on this version. But then again, hey, it's live. And kudos for leaving them in there. Freddie Mercury, what more can one say? Uh, you can't gush over his flawless vocals. Then there shouldn't, then there shouldn't be anyone you can gush about. Unfortunately, I can't say that about Roger Taylor's vocals, <laughs> but he can play them drums. Freddie carries this one through. He is the champion, and we're the lucky ones that got to hear his wonderful music. I want to say thank you to Freddie Mercury, and we miss you with all okay. of our hearts. Absolutely, Jerry. I already did it. All right. My last song. God Long save live the queen. The queen. God Long save the yeah, queen. God save the queen. So whatever Charles, go ahead. <laughs> I mean, not much to say. Just the closer where Freddie would wear his crown and cape. Yeah. And confetti would blow all over the place. Not sure if he did this on this show or not. Because I didn't. Hi. I don't have the DVD. Hello. Hi. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, it's on DVD. I saw a little bit on YouTube. Um, but I haven't seen all of it. 
So I don't know if he did all that. Honestly, he probably did. Um, not much of this. He just says goodnight to the crowd. But this overall, like 94%, I would say, great performance. Outside of a few crappy Hot Space songs and Roger Taylor's comically bad backing vocals here and there, still very much a worthy listen of a collection for my money, and I'm glad that you guys gave it a chance. What do you think about it, uh, Mark? Well, God save the queen, you know. That's that's the quintessential queen closer, you know. It's classic. Love it. What about you, Jerry? Yeah, like you guys said, I mean, it's, it's just the ender of the, the concert when they're uh, taking their vows. Um, uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool. It's always been a cool arrangement by Brian May of that song. But you know, other than that, it's unspectacular. You know what I mean? Oh, where's you guys going for the beach? It's just the ending of the, of the show. And it's yeah. pretty cool. And, uh, they're playing behind Freddy like a fucking Broadway show, dude. So like an yeah. amazing. They close the show like in class, like God Save the Queen. He's wearing his crown. He's saying thank you to the crowd. It's pretty cool. And there, you can't have a Queen show in without that. Fucking amazing stuff, man. So that was not like, as not as good as Sex Pistols. God Save the Queen, but it was really good. <laughs> that is that is a kick ass version though. Yeah. yeah. God, stop brainwashing me. But uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, that was our review of On Fire Queen Live at the Bowl. Well, I mean, did you guys enjoy that album for the most part? Yeah, I did. Loved it. What about Jerry? Yeah, this was actually the first listen to this album, dude, and I really enjoyed it. Me too. I, mean, there was I enjoyed a, it too. Yeah, there was a couple of songs that they left off I wish they Those, put in. Yeah, them hot space songs. Yeah, mm. put Keep Yourself Alive in there instead. But I understand why they didn't. They were promoting the album at the time. But uh, I was 39 would have been on it. I think 39 is an awesome track. Yeah. But that being said, dude, you know, I'm glad that you introduced me to this. I never heard it before, so I'm, I'm cool. pleasantly surprised. So cool. Hey, I'm got I got a decent hot streak going. Live in Montreal <laughs> is pretty good too. It is. I, well, I mean. I, I think, I don't know which, I think I've heard all the Queen's live albums. Yeah. Even Queen with Paul Rogers. Yeah. Which isn't that bad. No. But it's not great either. No. But it's not bad. Yeah. But whatever, <laughs> I'm just glad we had everybody on. And Mark Daly, it was your prodding, whether you knew it or not, with that We Will Rock You Fast. That's all right, I'm glad I inspired the episode. Yeah. So thanks for being on, dude. Yeah, thank but, you. But then I have another question that I like to ask now. Uh, so we'll start with you, Mark. Who is the MVP of Queen, and who is the weakest link of Queen? Oh, uh, sorry, Mark Dog right here. Uh, MVP, I'll go with. Well, uh, for me, Brian May, and the weakest link. Oh gosh, uh, that's gonna be hard to say, but I'll go with John Deacon. Uh, Jerry. Mm. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. MVP of Queen? Are you serious? Oh, I gotta go with Freddy, dude. Iconic. I mean, Brian May rules, but you're talking about the quintessential rock star. I mean, Freddie Mercury was it, dude. I mean, bottom line, dude, MVP. The uh, least valuable player, I would say, 
Uh, Roger Taylor's backing vocals. How about that? And his drumming is awesome, but I'll just say Roger Taylor's backing vocals are the, the least valuable member. Ow! I, I would go. I would go to freaking. Uh, I'll take Freddie as the MVP and uh, John Deacon as the because he wrote a lot of that fucking hot space shit. Yeah, you, got, you make a good point John there. John Deacon is the weakest link. Charles. 100 million percent, even though I love Brian May, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. He's the MVP of the band. And. Ow! I know he's the invaluable player. You know he's a hell of a drummer. Yeah. Fucking fantastic drummer. Charles is doing the karaoke on this episode. Ow! <laughs> Won't you take me home tonight? No, no. It's, <laughs> no. I mean, but, yeah, lower his mic down. But, uh, one hell of a drummer, though. I mean, yes. he's, I, I would put him, one of the most underrated drummers in, in history of the game, in my opinion. You know, like, people overlook, like, Phil Rudd and Charles and these guys, but they definitely overlook Roger Taylor. There is no weak link in this band. Yes. In my opinion. Because even though Roger kind of sucked on this album vocally, I mean, but on the studio versions, they missed it right and it sounded great. So I, you're right, Mark on Taylor. I'm going to blame the producer. I don't know who produced this. Who produced this live album? Uh, you guys looked that shit up. Well, I was on it earlier. Probably Schnabelaka Nukies. Yeah, we don't know who did. It was uh, but, well, the guy that did the movie. It's yes, just no, it. it was produced by Brian May, Roger Taylor, and Justin. Oh Shirley my God! Smith. Well, of course, Roger Taylor turned his vocals up. And John, <laughs> Justin Shirley Smith. So who the hell is that? I have no fucking idea who Justin Shirley is. That was his last that was his last production credit, I promise you. Dude, he doesn't yeah, even he, click on his name on Wikipedia. <laughs> I bet Roger Taylor Roger Taylor was like, turn up my back vocals. I sound like Axel Rose. They're really? like who? <laughs> Axel who? Yeah, they're really who? Oh! Yeah, it was so bad on that. But it's worth still listening to for the laughs alone. I still laugh at that. Like, oh my god, that was terrible. And that Roger. song ruled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, but as a drummer, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And and he did good on his song. Like when he would sing the songs. But yeah. I would say he was to me the least because Deacon is one of the most underrated bass players ever. Regardless of those crappy But at least they didn't do Body oh. language. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck, that song sucks. Thank God. Thank God. I hate it. Uh, I hate that song. It's so bad. But this was a fun review, I would say. Another halfway decent, the three quarters decent live album I picked. Thank you, by the yeah, way. Thank you. I got to say one thing, Charles. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> thank you. And motherfuckers, check out Fog Out Live. Yes. It's, that album kicks ass. Yeah, I give it nine stars out of ten. I give it nine point five. Oh, out of ten. Bong rips. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, man, then we get to our tracks of the week. Jerry, you picked "Sweet Madam Blue" by Sticks. Yeah, what a fucking yeah, it is, man. Fucking good great shit. Song. Yeah, 
agree. Yeah, and then Mark, you picked Boone's Bane, the trees off of exit stage left from Rush. Exactly. You know, uh, good story about Rush is uh, when they uh, Neil Peart came back to the band. Um, I saw him live the first the opening night, and uh, then uh, I heard they were coming back to Connecticut, and obviously great performance. Uh, then I heard they're coming back to Connecticut, and I heard they added the trees to the set list. I never saw them play trees, so I'm like, I'm going to that show just to hear that oh. one. But go figure, as soon as they, they start playing it, Alex Lyson hits his first chord, and bink, his string breaks. He's got to go off the stage, and Yeti Lee kind of like turns, and he's just playing the bass, waiting for him to hook his next guitar up. But it still was great to, to finally see him play that live. But, uh, no, unfortunately, you know, guitar strings, they snap at the most inopportune times, but yeah. still a great show. Yeah, it happened, oh, on, this, it happened know, on this live yeah. album we just did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do the video and piss off the wife a little bit. So, okay, cool. But anyway, I got some comments I want to say about Rush that probably won't be so popular. All right, yeah. Ah. Let's get to the video. Yeah. get to okay. So I pick Extreme Rest in Peace off of the fucking song. Fuck off. I, you were supposed to pick Peacemaker Die. We talk about that song. Oh, that's the rules, man. Peacemaker Die. Extreme. Uh, rest in peace. Oh, I forgot. Hey, hey, Mark, I forgot to say, I was feeling sentimental. I almost picked Sentimental Street. And I almost picked Rock City by Damien. Holy fuck, I hate Sentimental Street. <laughs> but just because there's a Jimmy Page shout out in the lyrics. So any song that includes Jimmy Page has got to be a great song. Mark, Mark Sentimental Street? No, no, in Rock City, they they say oh, okay. uh, they're, playing, they're playing the guitar just like Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page That's one of the lyrics. I've been to love, I've been to France, I've been to Mississippi where they taught me to dance. You know? Please, please, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love that fucking song. Rock City, here I come. Right Fuck on, you. that song rules. <laughs> and we get to Charles. He picked up Alica's version of Stone Cold Crazy. Oh, yeah. There you isn't go. Isn't that interesting? Being that you had mentioned they might have been the first thrash band ever. And Metallica, this was the side to Inner Sandman single. And I believe later it was on Garage Says Inc. It was on there. And it was on, the, thought, it was on yeah. the Electra tribute album. I thought yeah. the B side was Bread Fan. Yes, I'm wrong. No, this that. was on the Not on Enter Sandman. The no, Electro Records was... tribute album. They recorded it for the uh, Bread Fan. Bread Fan was in Justice for All era. Okay. Yeah, the the one, yeah, I, yeah, I make mistakes. All yeah, the they time, put, so. they put it out okay. as a B side, and I went and had to go to. You know why I know it, Jerry? It. Because I bought the single of Enter Sandman. Yeah, I did too, and, and I, thought it, I thought it was Bread Fan. No, nah, it was definitely uh, Stone yeah, Cold Crazy. Black album, man. I want to. And when they. I love the Black Album, and then when they did, when they did the Freddie Mercury concert, Hetfield came out with and did that song, and uh, they did a killer version. But I still kind of prefer Queens. Well, I think it was more thrash. The uh, uh, Load episode did better than Kill 'Em All. So just imagine what the Black Album will do. <laughs> I think the Black Album gets too much heat. I think it's a fantastic album yeah. for my money, but timeline, 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 right? Timeline is everything. Is it, 
I got some schematics yes, for is. you guys. Are the albums um, that we, is the albums that we bash a lot do better than the ones that we all agree on? What do you? Well, think? it's just like Guns and Roses. Use your illusions. I saw a challenge. I, fuck you. I've challenged uh, Mark Alden <laughs> Taylor on this notion about you know the use your illusions, which are definitely worse than appetite, in my opinion. But guess how many new fans came on board with the use your illusions? A shit ton. A shit ton. So when people see that today, they're like, that's my Guns N' Roses. Well, it's the same thing with the Blackout, to be honest with you. But I don't happen to dislike the Black Album. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I I really enjoy it. But, uh... And I don't, I don't, I don't hate Load. I don't love it as much as Mark, but I don't hate it. But come Reload. <laughs> oh, the memory oh. remains. I do oh. like that song. I do like that song. Yeah, I that. like That's that song. But that fucking that that worse that country fucking thing that Hetfield <laughs> did on it was worse than the one even Load. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, and I got, I got Unforgiven no, I got, too. Yeah. Unforgiven oh, too is terrible. Oh Jesus, it's oh, so God, bad. It yeah, no, people need to go listen to that episode again. <laughs> yeah, I even like yeah. I like, Hero, I like Hero of the Day on the Load album, so I get yeah, you know, I have no room to talk. I guess this is our review of it, man. Too many, too many spoilers on this one. Death, Death Magnetic was better. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mark, what it was better than Metallica, that. man. I love Metallica, but we're comparing Death Magnetic versus uh, the Black Album. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I like Black Album better. Death Magnetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Black Album sounds better. I, Death Magnetic has got some tunes out there. I like. Dude, uh, don't, tr- dude, don't tread on me. Is awesome. Yeah, it, 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 return, it, it was. We it, haven't well, done a review yet, man. Calm down. <laughs> well, that or it sucks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert! Oh, man, it's great. Or it oh, yeah. sucks ass. Oh, Black Album, yeah. Oh, uh, Black Album, dude. Through the Never. We gotta talk like... about this album, dude. Stop, man. Stop. Yeah. The, the, be- the best, the best, the best sounding, the best sounding drums by Lars. Well, that's because of a uh, Bob Rock. Dude, did Bob Rock who did Bob Rock before the best Motley album ever. And he also did Motley cool cult album too, man. He made he made Tommy Lee sound like better than Bond on one record. Ooh, wow, really? Yeah, he did. Ooh, on one record. On the 94. Oh, well, not the other ones, Jerry. No. That's a compliment. It was just on 94. That's a compliment. I mean, Hooligan Holiday. Oh. <laughs> That's another review we need to do, guys. Hey, let's, yes, we let's, do. Let's kind of that wrap- one, Eric. Need, that one, Eric needs to come on, and we do need to wrap up because I gotta go outside and smoke, and we got a video to do. Yeah. It was great to do this episode, Mark Holly. Thanks for on with us. Thank uh, you. Thank I you. Hope it, I hope it was as fun as when Lee was on, because uh, I'm kind of like the new Lee, but like <laughs> the co- but like the cooler Lee. Yeah, I, I'm not shit that gets between you. Toes when you wear fucking sweaty shoes. <laughs> the spegma, Jerry, you're not spegma. That's not fair. But anyway, anyway Mark, you going to be on the Mark Dolan? You going to be on the video? On the what? Video. 
<laughs> YouTube. You want to show your face? Yeah, I sure. Want to do that. We'll have to do that one day. Okay. Well, one, day. Day. <laughs> one day. All right. Do it after the... Okay. Mark, right, I let's... need about 15, 20. All right, guys. All later, right. man. Peace. Hey, say goodbye. Everybody, bye. 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 Later.
the struggle with the trees For the maples want the sunlight And the oaks ignore their pleas
garbage food Here comes the law, gonna break down the door Tear me away once more Never, never, never wanted anymore Got you with the Stone Cold Floor Crazy, Stone Cold Crazy, you know ThatMetalStation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on ThatMetalStation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artist by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.